Drinking. Well, can we get a hold of We could just beer. open them up. Yeah, open them up, Scott. Open them up. Just open. Hey, yeah. everybody. Welcome oh, to Bros, Bibles, and Beer. I'm Jeff. It's episode <laughs> 209. Hey, Scott. Jeff, open the beer already. Shut up, Scott. Andy? Just open the beer. And Zachary. Before there was Build Back Better, there's Bros, Bibles, Beer. Nice. Tech <laughs> well said snuck that one in there i had to sneak it at the very end Ooh, you had to speed Nailed i caught it. you speeding up too you're like yes. oh, i gotta make it okay well now we can open some beers right it's okay yeah right? open up those beers yeah we we got scott we what got would you beer like news we got bro news and we got and sorry i'm not supposed to say news due to my own mandate stuff we got we got, <laughs> we got bro stuff beer stuff bro stuff and bible stuff no, coming no. up no we have beer news bro stuff and no, we're keeping. <laughs> welcome to this podcast meeting, all already in progress, Wait. listeners. Was I supposed to do beer stuff or beer news <laughs> stuff? Dang it! Yep. Wait, it's, it's got to be your bowl. Okay, <laughs> we're gonna. Edit you would this whole ask thing a butcher out. to <laughs> stick your head up his. Yeah, you could get a good look at a steak. <laughs> oh my gosh, I just watched that movie with the kids. Tommy That's boy, Tommy boy. Uh, uh, so. Yeah, before all that stuff slash news, yes, what are we I, drinking, Jeff? What, uh, you can ask Scott over there. You could. No, yeah. I'm drinking nothing right now. I had some, uh, I don't know what I had about 30 minutes ago with Scott. All right, well, we got, prepping. Some, we got some beach. Yeah, I got to get some of that beachwood. Some beachwood 28 days later, hazy, hazy IPA. What's the other stuff? Wasn't that a zombie movie? Yeah. Yeah. Did you guys it's, see that? I think oh, I saw right, it. Yeah. And then there's 28 days after that well, because they discovered a, a zombie cash cow that yeah. they decided to milk. Yeah, based in the UK. Isn't yeah. uh, isn't 28 days and 28 days later two very different movies? I think you're right. I think uh, one's a rom com and the other's yeah. a horror movie. Yeah, don't get those confused. Depending on your proclivity <laughs> for certain movie types, I think. Yeah. I think I'm going to grab some ice and get some of that Woodford Reserve that's been sitting. The other since one a is. Weeks ago. It radiance. I got it right here. In all direction IPA. In all directions IPA. Radiance. Radiant Beer Company. Not Brewing Company. Radiant Beer Company. In all directions IPA. I feel like that describes my spiritual life. Just generally. Just pew pew pew. Just pew pewing all over the place. Just see what sticks. Just throwing poo at every wall. Throwing spiritual poop. Scott doesn't like it. He's shaking his head. Dude, this is a citrusy <laughs> IPA. I don't mind it though. That beechwood. Let me. I'm gonna it's get, beechwood. It's I'm always beechwood. Always up to no good. It's delicious every single time. Yeah. Why didn't they have that tagline? Beechwood. beechwood. <laughs> always up to no good. I feel like the longer we all podcast together, our tones kind of start to match. Yeah. I like, mean, I probably like have the women. highest voice. Yeah, we're menstruating together. You're like, yeah, well, it's I, a menstruation. This is like literal men, menstruate menstruation realization. Yeah, mineralization. <laughs> Stupid. I just thought. We'll edit that out. Mineralize, like M E N. Mineralize. No, I got it. Stupid. I'm sorry, listener. I apologize for that pun. No, you don't. That Dad was, jokes in full effect. I embrace it deeply. Um. Okay, so we've got 28 Days Later. You, uh, Scotty picked up one of those, too. 
Yeah. And um, Ooh, that's, Zach's going radiant. That's raunchy. And I went radiant. Woodford and Reserve. I'm, I got my eyes. I'm happy to report that this is not a hazy IPA. There are some hazy as I enjoy, but generally a good West Coast with a good amount of clarity, a little more crisp. Listener, crisp he's holding the, the beer up to the light like that would do anything. Yeah. You just wait. <laughs> well, it does something for my visual palate. Yeah. Yeah. Keep holding that. Hold and, that up there a little longer. I'm, I'm listening to the fizz for my oral palate. Yeah. And yeah. now it's for my oral palate. Mm-hmm. Ocular, aural. Oh, boys, this is nice. Yeah, it is uh, nice. Just hey, twenty-eight days later, was that the movie where the zombies ran really fast? Z. Yeah, I think so. World War Z. They did that too. I think. Yeah. yeah, they weren't just like slow moving. I am legend. I am legend. They there but, there are a few of them I don't where the zombies gain uh, powers, like they're playing an RPG. Yeah. Yeah, some of them even like they could pick up a gun and aim it and shoot it at you, dude. Versus Walking Dead, where anyone who dies in Walking Dead is stupid. It's the Darwin Awards. So many, you're just like you were alone in a silent house, and somehow you didn't hear a zombie sneak up behind you. Yeah, you deserve to be dead. It's a metaphor for life. Metaphor for life. There's those who get killed by zombies and those who don't. Yep. Uh, did you guys do anything fun this weekend? Anything interesting? We don't usually talk about that, uh, but we could right now. We don't usually. Uh, I cooked. I cooked dinner for a couple of friends. Oh, that's nice. Oh. Made mussels. Have you guys ever made mussels? Wait, Jeff and Jeff and Andy. Was that you? I'm, I'm, Did you? Were the, you the guy? I invited friends? them. I invited them, but not Zach. Okay, yeah. I'm making yep. some mussels right now. <laughs> 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 uh, but yeah, mu- dude, You're like Todd and mussels. Are good, but they're. It turns out they're so easy to make. You it could, is easy. You could do it. Anyone could do it. You could do it, kids. You, you could do anything. Do Get out there and make some you muscles. Could do you could do anything, including <laughs> making muscles. You can fly over the freeway, kids. <laughs> kids, you could do it. Get up, go up on the. <laughs> go up on the roof. Um, no, but you literally, you literally clean. You literally go to Ralph's. Get a pound of mussels. It's eight ninety nine. Clean them. You throw in some uh, some shallots, some garlic, butter, some white white wine. Cook it up a stew. Then you close. <laughs> you throw the mussels in and cover them up for two minutes, and they're done. Got yourself a stew going. Yeah. <laughs> Arrested Development Scrubs references. What's next? Sure. This is great. Man. So, kids, Andy, what, <laughs> Andy, did you do anything fun? Shut up, Scott. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. So on Saturday, my wife was gone, and and I thought I was going to get a chance to do some stuff and hang out with my daughters, but they both informed me that they had plans for the whole day. So I uh, said, "Okay, well, I'm going to go hang with a buddy of mine at his uh, at his music studio." Did and- he invite you guys for that? No. What's up with that? <laughs> Anyway, 28 days later, here I am. <laughs> uh, and and as I'm walking out the door, the girls are like, all right, make medium choices. Not good choices or bad ones. Make medium choices. Because yeah. they knew you were going to make a mistake. Yeah, I know. And I did. And here's the mistake. When I'm with this particular friend, uh, it's always terrible 
like regretful food mistakes that we make. So we were uh, we were having some beers, but we were we knew that we were going to make food mistakes. So we opted for Coors Light to save room. Nice. Got several uh, Domino's pizzas at like eight o'clock. We made our way through those, and then at about ten o'clock, I was like, "Dude, what if we got some KFC?" <laughs> <laughs> and at ten o'clock, made a trip around the corner to go pick up some KFC. Oh my gosh! That's how I felt in the middle of the night. My stomach woke me up, and it was like, "This was not a medium decision. This was a bad decision." And I'm going to let you know. Yeah, it was bad. You know, as far yeah. as bad decisions go, when your wife's out of town, I feel like gluttony is this you know a cut above like a sexual mistake. I'm just guessing <laughs> above. <laughs> I, I don't know. Uh, well, you know what I mean, right? You know the thing. You don't want to go better. You or don't want to go down. Everyone's on those sexual dis- everyone's relationship is yeah. different. So I'm not speaking for you and your wife, Andy, but. Uh, I'm assuming okay. gluttony, gluttony is preferable. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, this, for, for most. <laughs> this is pretty. Did everything pretty, come out okay, Andy? Fresh. Yeah. I thought I was going to throw up in the middle of the night, <laughs> but um, I didn't. Oh, my gosh. That's exactly what happened. <laughs> this is a uh, fresh conversation that my wife and I had. When she does go away, I mean, this is, if you go back years ago when the kids were much younger like the kids would come home and she'd start asking them questions like, Hey, how was the weekend? You know, what you guys eat? And they were like, we haven't eaten all weekend. Because <laughs> <laughs> dad took care of us. They're all emaciated be- in the corner. <laughs> like, like, uh, it, we didn't eat until 11 o'clock at night when Domino's got there for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Like, Tanya's like, it looks like, like a Somalia in here. I'm like, there was a fridge. Why didn't you guys grab stuff from the fridge? And then, yeah. Look at that. It's full of old, old Parmesan <laughs> and no Parmesan and red chili flakes packets. <laughs> but the listener needs to know the the Pearson kids all have six packs. It's incredible. I mean, six, they don't eat eight, <laughs> ten packs. It's because you starve them. <laughs> Those are called ribs. Is that because they're perpetually cutting? Yeah, they're cutting weight, I should say. It's an important point of clarification yeah, yeah, for teenagers. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> always making weight. Those Pearsons always making weight. <laughs> Zach, what about you? What did you do? Oh. Anything fun? Oh, track meets, sports and track meets. So and no. You ran a track meet. That's great. I, uh, you know, I like to think How'd I you do? led guys to the, uh, I pulled a muscle watching high schoolers run track. <laughs> that was weird. Um, I'm such a good Enneagram nine where I merge with the people I'm around. So yeah. Seeing people aggressively use their hamstrings caused me to have a little <laughs> yeah. inflammation in my hamstring yeah. via uh, visual osmosis. They call it, I think they call it cross lactation. Sim- yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. Sympathetic yeah. hammy. Yes. Yeah. That's then, the name of this episode, by the way. Sympathetic, sympathetic hammy. hammy. I'm okay with that. Uh, yeah, that's that's good. Also, you know, I did did my thing playing music for people that like worship music. So that's that. Yeah. Jeff, you were there. Was it all right? I was there. It was nice. Did I lead you to the proverbial throne room? No. Oh. oh. I was right. occupied. Oh. My brain was occupied. Oh, so you're just, I could, I didn't get you to go touchdown Jesus, put your hands up. <laughs> Did I get you to carry the baby at least? <clears throat> nope. Oh, shit. It had nothing to do with you. 
Okay. Well, I'm, so I'm a narcissist. It, everything <laughs> yeah. in this conversation has to do with me. So what were you occupied with, Jeff? Uh, I I Wall Street. No, I don't. I do not. Bank failures. I don't. No, I don't remember. Wolves. So that's good pod. Uh, But I will jump to uh, bro news. Bro stuff. Uh, Bro stuff. Uh, And insert bro stuff jingle now. (laughs) Bro stuff. Engage. Um, Got me thinking if, if you were to go back. Um, five ten years ago, and and just the group of or or just the the group we are, or the group you know you were with, like, let's say ten fifteen years ago, or even further back. If you move forward, like is there in your faith or your conversations have they changed uh, at all? Are they are they? Is there less depth? Is there more depth? I mean, in terms of like. We're talking about real life, or we're talking about Jesus. I'll be honest. This uh, sounds more like Bible stuff. Guess I won't ask my questions tonight. This doesn't sound like bro <laughs> oh, stuff. Oh, sorry, <laughs> Jeff. Can you explain okay. in a way that's a little okay. dirty? Okay. So, in, so with our uh, sorry, um, slight variation on mine. No, you're right. And I thought about that. I'm like, ooh, I'm jumping all over Andy. And um, he did it anyway. Anyway, Leroy Jenkins. <laughs> I, so as a, a, as a bro, um, that doesn't make it bro stuff. If you ask the same question following that statement, hold on, hold on. We could shift tonight. I could shift. I could shift on the fly. I can find some bro stuff and we could just go to a question. No, keep going, Jeff. As a guy, as high heels, as a, yeah, yeah. As a okay, I'll shift. I'll shift As a gears. Guy, I'll shift gears. Do these pants make my butt look fat? <laughs> do you do you guys find yourself drinking a whole lot more these days than you did five years ago? Uh, are you about the same? Yeah, about the same. Okay, drinking heavier. Some some days, but five years ago, would you have thought about like I need to cut up, you know, cut out for a month and oh, yeah. you know go sober? Yeah. Definitely. Why is that? Because I was drinking a lot. Oh, okay. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so, if you go back ten years, are you? Are you well, not drinking a lot? I'm drinking the same amount. Oh, okay. You're deep. So, you, ten, ten years, years ago, you're drinking the same amount, or you're drinking heavier now? Uh, it's kind probably of the same. It's kind of bro beer. Probably kind of bro beer. Well, no, probably. Gosh, you're stepping on everybody tonight. Okay. Andy, uh, did you go to beer yeah. news? Andy, mo- Man. Um, Andy, more or less beer from no, I, five years ago. I binged, I binged drank more 10 years ago than I do in the last, than I have in the last five years. So I might, I might drink more overall over like a week period, but I would drink more in a single day 10 years ago than I do now. Okay. I think it's probably pretty close. Okay. I haven't changed it very much. I'm drinking like there's no tomorrow. Oh, okay. Oh. All right. Okay. Wait, is there no tomorrow? Maybe there's gonna be no tomorrow. <laughs> there might be no tomorrow for Jeff. <laughs> Wait, I just need to check. <clears throat> That's interesting. I, I'm like I I'm I think there's I've brought so much stress in my life that I am. This could be this. I'm, this I'm is drinking. something he'll talk about probably when it gets to his portion of 
your question, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm guessing it might come up. It might. That's a good teaser, Jeff. Anyway, that's what I thought. That's you. All right, you're done. <laughs> you have uh, notifications coming through the clips. I'm on uh, machine. I'm on. Uh, no, I'm on uh, sleep or whatever. What's Something. the thing when you turn off your Air, airplane, airplane slash? I'm on study mode or whatever. Steam. All right. Okay. I think it was uh, Jeff. Jeff, what about you? A drinking? Yeah. 10 years ago, I wasn't drinking at all. Oh, then you met Zach. Was, yeah, I was going to say, is that before <laughs> you met me? I remember going over to uh, our, our buddy Matt's um, and... I'm like, oh, I'll just have a soda or iced tea or something like that. <laughs> Matt's another guy I corrupted. I think. Matt's like, oh, shoot, man. I don't know. I don't even have soda or iced tea. <laughs> water. No, we don't even have, yeah. we don't even have water. Do you want makers? Matt, Matt meets Zach, and then a month later, he's got a, he's got a uh, kegerator in his house. Matt is, one of, <laughs> Matt is one of more than one person, so at least two, maybe more, that... The beer, the beer they knew was Hefeweizen, mm-hmm. and now it's double IPAs or death. That was yeah, so yeah. it's like, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I was Dos Equis and and he was Hef, and I, you know, ten years ago, I'm like, uh, coffee was like, I thought it was fun. Where I was running That's like in, in like running the Ragnar thing and. And drinking, uh, you know, tons of coffee, and it was fun. Like, how many how many cups of coffee can can we drink in this thirty six hour race? And um, uh, coffee is a diuretic. <laughs> we yeah. just it was like non nonstop, and so it was alcohol. But but at some point, I started hanging with Zach, and then it got real bad. Uh, <laughs> dude, if Truly was around in those early days of Ragnar, it would have been terrible. Oh, uh, okay. But no, I I do remember Zach saying, "You drink what?" I'm like, I, "Dos Equis." How like, dare you? It's like that's. Oh, that was when I was more of a fundamentalist Christian. <laughs> it's like that's all um, right. That's that's piss, or it's I, kind of water piss. It's watered down Mexico. I think you're putting piss. words in my mouth, but a few. Okay, maybe maybe there was a little bit of that, but uh, I like you to think said, I've grown. You said you could. It wasn't a. It wasn't a. It wasn't a, little a negative. But yeah, it was it was more snobbery, like uh, that's not really a oh. beer kind of thing. Oh, and you said, uh, try this," and I think it was a, it was probably a, a IPA or Pilsner, something like that. Probably more like an IPA. And I tasted, it, I'm like, "Oh my gosh!" And you said, "It'll grow on you." And I'm telling you, forty pounds later. <laughs> It, has, it, it grew on you. Quite literally. <laughs> Jeff is the host. <laughs> Instead of uh, cordyceps, it's... Uh... Yeah. Uh, yeah, so you know, have you heard of Anthony Herberman? He's a no, I haven't. neuropsychologist. Nope. I haven't heard of him. Nope. So he talks about how alcohol actually increases stress Ooh, on your body. Andrew Huberman. Uh, Andrew. Maybe Andrew. it's Andrew. Yeah. He's been on Rogan and uh, he's got his own podcast. I, I love his he's podcast. Good. Yeah, he's good, but he talks about I how believe it. alcohol causes more stress. Like you think it relaxes you, but it's actually there is okay. There is causing some, more. There is some relaxation of the brain. There are times where we're just 
we're, we're, three, we're three sheets to the wind, and our conversations are just off the hizzy. But it's the coming down. Your brain and, is so relaxed, the, uh, bro. Even if you're not, even if you're not hungover, it's the coming down where there's. He describes it so much better. Where, it, but it sends signals to you to like, no, you need to do more of that. So like, whether it's through you feel a little extra anxious or a little extra stress, it's not a couple drinks in like that. That is a great social lubricant and can be. Um, super beneficial in the moment, but if you overdo it, and it's, if you consistently overdo it, and right now, you know, I've, I'm talking to myself, but uh, it, it can potentially like it, it signals to your brain like you need to do more, you need to do more. So, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know how I'm going to cut that out. Yeah, it's no boy. It's no. very hard. Yeah. So you feel like you need to do like you, a full. You should just edit it out. Throated stop. <laughs> Yeah, there. The, yeah, there's got to be a like uh, a month, like, hey, Ramadan's coming up. I'm gonna go <laughs> yeah. drive for a yeah. month for for somebody else's. Uh, well, you miss holiday. Lent starting, so that's already gone. You can't stop drinking now. Well, I yeah. I well, no, I did give up water for Lent. Yeah, that's so that good. That's important. This you're doing. You got to stick to it. Yeah. Yeah. So speaking of Ramadan, you want to get into some uh, seriously. Some beer news? There's Some beer segue? stuff? Oh, yeah. Some beer stuff? All right. So, interestingly, Ramadan, most Arab countries do not drink alcohol. Correct. It's like uh, 97% something of the population of Muslims. Yeah, they own some of the uh, liquor stores, or not liquor stores, the convenience stores, the gas stations. Mm. They don't sell liquor inside their their places. Yeah. Yeah, because you're not supposed to drink alcohol in mainstream Islam. Um, some countries allow it. Some countries actually, they ban. They say, if you're Muslim, you can't drink alcohol. But if you're not Muslim, you can drink alcohol. That's interesting. Right? Am I right, guys? Um, okay, so... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm just leaving you hanging out there. <laughs> I right. feel like I'm in my 11th grade so. history class just writing notes on the board. Yeah. Okay, guys? Guys, All right, just write that down. Got it? All right, I, feel, uh, I feel like this is going to be on the test. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, so, you know, America, yes. it's uh, legal age limit is uh, to drink alcohol and purchase alcohol is 21. Yes. Right? Yes. How many countries do you think around the world have a have a 21 age limit for drinking and buying alcohol 17 okay andy andrew is this uh, price or rate rules uh, you're looking for outside outside <laughs> of the u.s like not not including the u.s I'm not even you, sure you, 17 you, you can include the u.s so 21 yeah. and over 21 and over oh i'll go like crazy i'll say two so you're saying like the U.S. and, and one, uh, one and like other. one other country, Zach? Yeah. Uh, I have no idea, but in honor of Luke Robitaille, the L.A. King hockey great, who wore the number 20, 20. Oh, 20. 20. 20. All right. It's, Timely reference. It's, it's roughly uh, 14. Oh. Roughly 14. Obviously. So uh, Price is Right rules, Andy wins. Yeah, I win. Well, everyone went, went over, so. No. I didn't go over. Oh, you said, said two. two. Oh, said yeah, two. yeah, yeah. So, yeah. 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 That's how numbers So, work. yeah. Uh, uh, I've, I haven't <laughs> seen the presses, right, since uh, What's-His-Name took over. Um, and I would go mainly white countries. Oh, okay. Interesting. 
How about, so that's a little racist, but we'll, let's go with that. Why is that racist? Um, it's an observation. So countries in which drink the drinking age is 21. South in, Africa. Indonesia. See? I told you. Kiribati. Not white. No, that's a small nation. Marshall Islands. I don't know. Micronesia. Those are little people. The smallest of nations. Uh, Mongolia. Nauru, Oman, Pakistan. Pal- we'll edit that out. Palau, Qatar, Samoa. Actually, most the of Middle them. The Middle East? Most of them. United Arab Emirates. Oh. Most okay. of them. Actually, United States is probably the only white one on that list. So I stand corrected. And yeah. what's England? 18, 16, 13. Oh, it's like 14, I think. The United States is, is the United States is kind of a melting pot too. So, you know. So yeah, the United States also That's not true. white. Um, all right. So let's 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 take a look at this. Countries uh, were 18. On like Australia, a lot of white countries on Scott here. Scott has got data right now in uh, front of his face. Romania, he Slovakia, but you also got countries like Vietnam. Um, Kazakhstan, but uh, Ireland, um, yeah, the, you have to be 18. Let's get down to where it's like 16. Yeah, this is where it gets it gets really weird. Oh, we're going lower now, okay? France, so there's uh, yeah, so there's uh, 17, 17 years old somewhere. I got my pages mixed up, but let's go with uh, 16. Mm. How about that? 16, Austria, Liechtenstein, mm, yeah, Lithuania. Morocco, Russia, Uganda, 16. Okay, now here's country. You, you con- Uganda get drunk. <laughs> Uganda get high. Countries with no legal age limit for consuming alcohol. No legal age limit. No legal age limit, but there are some caveats. Italy? I'm going to guess they're all economic powerhouses. All right. So a lot of them are, you can drink alcohol, but you, you, can, you have to be 18 to buy it. Oh, and then some are you can drink alcohol, but only wine and beer, but not spirits. Okay, so so bunch of European can countries. We, can we take yeah. some guesses before you throw throw some countries out there? Yeah. Okay. So, and will you give us uh, like hints? Are there are there any like these are big powerhouse countries, or they're like these are you don't even you yeah don't even, yeah so you what, don't even what, see them on a map. What countries do you think where there's no legal? Age to consume beer or wine. Are there any big countries on this? Yes. Germany. Germany is one of them. Correct. Italy. Italy. And France. Oh, wait. Italy. Oh, and Spain. Italy is on there. Germany, Italy, France, and Spain. France. Spain. Yeah. Spain. You you just have to be 18 to buy it. Right. But there's no actual. (laughs) Hey, mister. There's no actual legal limit to drink it. And then some countries are, you could drink it as long as, as long as with your parent. Hmm. Or there's one country, I forget what it is, but if you go somewhere, if you buy, if you buy food, you could drink, drink beer or wine. I can't do that around the U.S. No. It's called contributing to the delinquency of a minor. Yeah. You can lose your kids over that. But all these, other, all these other countries, you can do it. Is that, I mean, what's up with that? Is that? Do you What's think that that? Uh, do you think? Do you What's think there's more that? of an alcohol problem in these other countries than? Uh, I don't. But in so. the U.S., define problem. I don't know. The U.S. drinks a lot. <laughs> yeah, the U.S. drinks a lot, and if you combine that with the uh, St. Paul saying uh, prohibition increases desire, 
I think those two concepts very often when it's not, it's not a boogeyman or taboo and it's, there's a normalcy to it as you're raised up. It's less of a like, Oh my gosh, we should totally do this. Like our parents would hate it. Hmm. And so there might be a little bit of that going on in these other countries that aren't, I'm guessing this has been true since time in memoriam, in memoriam. That's a tough word. Um, Two words. (laughs) I was talking about memoriam. (laughs) But noted. I'm sorry. But uh, it's been the case for a while. And do they struggle with, I mean, America has so many problems with obesity and Fatty livers, a lot of that's food, a lot of it's alcohol, both. So I'm wondering if where it's like, it's not taboo, it's less, there's less of an issue with abuse because it's just part of the water you're swimming in. Are we making the assumption that there's less of an issue with abuse? Um, yeah, well, I- Because there's some tropes, right? The yeah. Irish, always drunk. Yeah, Biden, right. Biden just said it. Yeah. Yeah. Biden oh, just- for sure. <clears throat> but that's the- why I said if if there's not an is- issue of abuse, of course mm-hmm. people abuse, but it's less of a thing. In places where we think it's not a common occurrence, but I don't know where those are. Where are those places? What a common occurrence of what? Where you have low drinking age but no abuse. Oh. Uh I don't know. Well, I mean we- Argentina. I mean, we make everything in, we make everything an issue here in the United States. So everything is there's a war on everything, and and the we focus we like microscopic focus on stuff that just it, other countries don't do. Right now, there's a do. war on conservative pillows, <laughs> yeah. and so people uh, people create other pillow companies to help fight the battle against the war on conservative pillows. What is that Tim, Tim Pool like, start a pillow company? Uh, but yeah, but you know, to no, compete with my pillow, yeah, they them pedal pillow, uh, <laughs> Zer pillow, like in other in, um, in France and yeah. a few other countries in Europe. It's a like just to have a small glass of wine as a you know a kid with your family is just a normal thing, yeah. And and to do that is to not make it um, weird a stigma on alcohol it's just like no it's just something you have with a meal you know in the evening and and so as a as a family as a society you kind of just grow up like yeah we have a uh, our family has a bottle of wine with with dinner as opposed to i can't do any of this until i'm 16 or 18 or 21 and and then it just full-on rebellion and 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 off the rails kind of uh kind of the way we think about it in america maybe a lot of people um, it's like drinking is associated with going out with your friends somewhere and, and the goal kind of is to get drunk. We're going to go out drinking. Like that's, that's the goal of the night is yeah, get, to get lit. Let's do it. There's, but there's probably truth to that. And <laughs> Andy's with you. There's probably truth to that in many parts of the part. world. Sure. But it, but, but like, right, let's go out and have our <laughs> But just but seventeen just, pints. Just as like your example with like having a glass with your family <laughs> at dinner right. is completely different than sure. I think the way a lot of American teenagers, when I remember growing up many years ago, you don't go out 
with your friends to go, Hey, let's just, Hey guys, let's go have a glass of wine as like, you know, 16, 17 year olds. You didn't do that to play Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> no. Guys, no, guys, let's go. Let's go and share a, a nice bottle of Shiraz. Well, I, I'll say uh, for myself in high school, this would have been junior year, I believe. Uh, actually, maybe senior year. I don't remember. It was a good time. But uh, a, a friend of mine came back from lunch back before uh, high schools in South Orange County became prisons and you couldn't leave and come back. Um, I remember those good days. Came back from lunch and just like shook me by the shoulders and and was like, oh my gosh. Like he had no reference for what was happening to him. So the words he used were, I'm so fucking drunk. Huh. I think he just had a little buzz. Yeah. But it's like if you'd never drunk before or had a drink enough to get buzzed, you don't know what's happening. It feels good and you feel free, all that stuff. And I remember thinking, oh my gosh, what you didn't. You didn't invite, first of all, <laughs> you didn't invite me? Did you call Andy, Jeff, and Scott? <laughs> but um, but there was a little bit of that, like, he didn't grow up where it's like, he'd experienced a little bit of that before. The parents are like, hey, this is how you navigate that, you know, and this is what will happen if you do too much of this. Um, maybe even intentionally getting them too drunk so it's very uncomfortable the next day and you're like, oh, shit, that was a lesson. But, uh, yeah, and I, I definitionally it was like it made me want some of that, like at an age where it's like I probably shouldn't have, and because you can't. There's get plenty it. more yeah. stories where that access. comes from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a big stigma. There was zero drinking in my household um, at all. None it was totally dry. So it was <clears throat> to to your earlier point about like you know the the takeaway of something makes it that much more enticing. So when I was like a junior, I was like, Oh, we'll try this. I never like, I never got drunk, but definitely got buzzed. And, but it was more the idea of doing it. That was fun. Oh man, we're going to go do this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that's when I was, especially as a dude, oh, a yeah. young dude, all that tested testosterone trying to break fleek. away, trying to oh. break away, being your own man. Yeah. Yeah. That's when we were drinking red dog beer. Oh yeah. Mm. Yep. <laughs> that well, stuff was, tastes like garbage. I never drank red dog. Scott, I mean, it's man. no Dosakis, but I know it's, what you mean. <laughs> it's not as bad as Dosakis. I can I can nine with you. <laughs> you can nine with me. Yeah. Great beer stuff, Scott. Great you, beer stuff. Hey, as long as you just have two Ekis, I think that's that. It's in the name, right? You just have two Ekis. You don't Lots go more than that. You'll be okay. And Jeff, maybe that's what you need to go back to. Is just. Dose Equis. I am. This is Dose Equis minimum. Yep. Minimal. <laughs> and I, I think we can talk about it a little bit when Andy does his thing. And, you know, maybe, you know, we'll talk about how we can support each other in whatever ways we think we need to be following Jesus better. I don't know. No, I'm fine. I don't know no, what's no, happening. I think right we're all now. fine. Take we're his whiskey. Let's take it we're from him good. right now. We're good. And then we're all going to share it. It's for your benefit. That <laughs> yeah. We're doing this for you because we love you, Jeff, and because we care about you. And we know a cry <laughs> for help. Yeah, keep it coming. Yeah, we just, yeah, just Jeff brought one glass for the bourbon. And we're all drinking from it. It's nice, though. Scott, seriously, though, you had printouts, you had spreadsheets, you even had a PowerPoint presentation, but Andy wasn't set up to do that yet. And yeah. we're, getting, know, we're getting like there. We're Windows getting... 10 versus Windows 11 yeah. thing. Yeah, <laughs> easily. <laughs> but thank you. That was 
actual beer news. Shut the front door. I had great beer news last time. Beer you stuff. didn't have spreadsheets. I had things. I had. We did a quiz too. People, you both are stealing my shit. <sighs> I did a quiz. Anyway, does so anyone want to do the? Is it quizzical? Bro stuff. <laughs> is, it, is that the? Remember, <laughs> we tried to talk about where the most you beer put was the Q and L per capita. <clears throat> uh, go ahead. That was a good one too. That was a good one too, Andy. All right. Well, Will you let some... me repent and yeah, say, well, well done? Yes, Andy. I did have a I did have a bro thing that was ridiculous that I had chambered uh, from last week. Though it was about a dude who got his he got a six pack tattooed on his uh, belly to make sure that he's summer ready. <laughs> <laughs> I'm showing the picture to the oh guys right gosh. now. He got like a shaded tattoo of abs. That looks that, pretty good. That is. Actually, yeah. very intricate in a way that's extra creepy. Is Did it, he tattoo also the little flavor saver yeah, below his belly button? The flavor. Oh, I, saver. <laughs> is that what is that what you call that? I, that I looks don't pretty think good. That's the right but word like, for it. If you can kind of see here, it's uh, oh man, yeah. We should, we should be on YouTube so people yeah. could see this. this yeah, is great. What in the world? Yep. So uh, if you want to know about this, that. he said a man was a man has made sure he's forever ready for the summer after getting a set of rock hard six pack abs <laughs> tattooed onto his belly forever. It might ready. seem a bit early to be thinking about getting ready for the warmer weather, but we're <laughs> we're already into the third month of 2023. And before you know it, the sun's going to be shining down fierce upon us. So yeah, uh, fierce. And for, in a former life, Zach played with flavor savers. Yeah, I used to have a flavor saver. <laughs> I didn't play with it, but I mean, it was mine. Yeah. Can really reach. <laughs> I wish we, I wish we had a visual on the, on this. Oh man. This guy said he got it done. God. When he saw that was so under the radar. Sorry, Andy. I missed going. it. Some, some tattoo artist did it when he saw other people who had done it poorly. He, he was like, I could do this better, which means he convinced somebody. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my gosh. That seems like Hey, we all make the world a better place in different ways. Would you rather that guy have a shitty version of abs or a really robust, intricate version of abs with shading and textures and everything? Maybe even a little birthmark added just to make it extra real? I don't know. Do I want him to learn life lessons or <laughs> No, no, just easy as possible. Just then yeah. No. Yeah. Let's <clears throat> Good job. Dean something or something who got that tattooed. Way to go. All right. Now, drum roll. Here we go. Feels so natural. Bible stuff. <laughs> well, Bible might not be the right word, but Bible's a stand in for the main. <clears throat> I was main thinking thing. about this. I was thinking about this this week in the context just with uh, with my kids. Is I've got teenagers now who are at that age where they're starting to sort out their own faith. Not it's starting to, they've, they have been for the last couple of years. And so there's that shift where you, you've kind of been living on in what I like to call like inherited faith from your, from your parents. And then at some point that starts to break off and you have ideas of your own and you start to decide what you believe and why you believe it. And so as like, I'm seeing that and figuring out ways to, both like influence and at the same time pull back, which is a weird, like feels like a weird dance to do. It had me thinking about my own, like what was I like at that age? What was I like when I was in middle school or high school and um, 
versus now and and specifically in terms of and i'm going to use the like the cliche but you can kind of interpret it however you want to but to throw up the uh, the air quotes your relationship with christ um and so it might be worth it for us to work backwards because I am kind of curious how each of us in the room would, would describe our relationship with Christ today. Um, and feel free to take, take that at any angle you want to, like interpret that question any direction you want to. But um, I've kind of been pondering it myself a little bit, but I was curious where, where you, how you guys would think about answering that kind of question. And there it is, that question's on the tee, and there's a lot of furrowed brows between myself, Scott, and Jeff. Lots of furrowed brows thinking. Jeff has gone to his phone to look thinking. up an answer on the internet. <laughs> He's Googling me of the Holy Spirit. Jeff. Googling, no, what is like, a relationship with Christ? <laughs> <laughs> Which is a worthy question. It, well, I mean, and I use air quotes because I feel like I want... We know generally what you mean. I want to give, I don't want to pin this into such a, like a, a hard, a hard walled question. No, it's good. But generally we're all from the same, no matter how we hold that question now, we're all kind of have an idea of what you're getting at there. Yeah. Um, And depending on the person asking it, when it comes from your mouth, I'm, I, I, I know what you mean. Sometimes when I hear Christians talk about, their relationship with Jesus or the Christ. Um, it feels weird and super creepy, but I'm not, I'm not saying that's what you're saying. I'm just, I'm, I'm putting that out there because I know at least a small, if our audience yeah. is sort of a amalgamation of who we are, there's a, a minority of people to which this, the Christianese seems a little weird. And you know, that's my end of the podcast, but that being said, like I said already, and that being said again, <laughs> uh, I, I know what you mean. So, Scott, I think you said uh, you're first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, well, this is this is one. This is probably the most important question. Thank you, but, Scott. But is probably also the most uncomfortable. Yeah. Because well, it, it there should be some discomfort for all Christians. Why is it uncomfortable for you? Um, just because my uh, my lack of following Christ, my lack of obedience, mm. um, and so that's why. Yeah, it's but even it, then. I want to. I want to drill down a little more. Yeah. Like, what does that mean? Because um, I don't. I want to clarify because I'm the clarifier. Well, well, that's what I'm doing for you. (laughs) Even though that was your voice. (laughs) Um, That being a Christian is not just having what um, this, this idea of just mentally ascending to some, some belief, but it is, it is that yes. And following what Jesus said. And so when we talk about, a relationship with Christ. Yeah. So it, he, so Jesus says, if you love me, you will do what I say. Yeah. And that is our end of 
the relationship. If we're not doing what Jesus said, then... For some of us, it's the actual end of the relationship. <laughs> Sorry. What, oh, wait, wait, what, what? You said that's our end of the relationship, as in like uh, that's our part? Oh, yeah. Or literally, it's, it's the it's end. The end. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's our actual end of the relationship. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so... So if if we're not we're saying that we love Jesus, which is what all Christians should say, and we're but if to the degree that we're not doing what Jesus said, then we should have some um uneasiness about how we feel about our rela- the, the relationship that we have with Christ. Are you talking about like the royal we? Are you you're still talking about you? I'm saying talk Tell me about you, though. I want to make sure that. Well, yeah, when, yeah. I, I, I think this of me because I think it's how the global, the the royal or global or universal Christian should have this idea as well. Um, that that if we if we say we love Jesus, then we should be doing what He said. And so, as I realize in my own life that I'm not. Oh, doing what Jesus said, mm-hmm. then I feel uneasiness about my relationship with Jesus. I know that he's there. He's waiting. He has his arms open waiting for me. Um, but if I'm not, if I'm not doing the things that he said, then that that's problematic. That's, yeah. So, um, over, over the, the, so I guess early on, my first baby Christian, you, you know, you have this kind of euphoric idea and things are good, or you perceive things as good, but then for some people, for me, um, there became a point where I kind of lost that, and it. so I kind of like pulled back, and and could probably even say I was backslidden, or I was backslidden, um, and then coming back from that, um, and so I'm not, I, I, I don't rely on, on, just that, oh, well, I'm a Christian, I believe, and therefore my God loves me, and therefore everything's everything's cool. No, like that, I don't, I don't have that idea. Like I, that, that I don't read that in the Bible. Like you, yeah. Oh, just because you believe everything's cool. No, it's like if you don't, if you, if you don't do what I say, then how, how, why are you saying that you love me? Well, your actions, your actions in life betray your beliefs. So it's like, yeah, you can say yeah. what you believe about anything. Yeah. Jesus or anything in life, but if you're not doing it, you know, yeah, I love you, honey. But if if you're not yeah. doing the things to foster the relationship that each of you needs, yeah, love you, honey. I'm going to the strip club. Doesn't really work. It's not. That's for ribs. Though, what if right? she's a stripper, and you're going oh. to meet her there? Oh. Yeah, there's yeah. a loophole. Yeah. But, so, um. So that's, do you feel like that is, is the primary descriptor of, of your relationship with Christ of, of being in a place where you're having to, to like check and double check. Are you doing all the things that he, he told you to do or is it, are there Um, more aspects to it? I don't, I don't think it's, I don't think it's check or double check. It's just, I know that I'm not doing what I should be doing. And it's not about a checklist. It's just like. If I read, if I read the Bible, I'm like, no, <laughs> sorry, don't get, don't I'm get not doing yeah, that. I I'm not, want you I'm to not get... doing that for sure. So I was like, yeah. So, um, 
What's, I, I, what I, specifically though? You say you read the Bible as if, like, that that's not a. Um, I read the Bible. I'm not doing that. There is a lot in the Bible. What comes to mind yeah. first for you? Uh, lust. Lust is a big one. Um, just try like, uh, yeah, just taking every thought captive and not indulging it. Um, I, I could, there are some, there, there are things that I, I, I'm good at. I'm good at like, I, yeah, I take that thought captive. Okay. But then there are other things that I'm like, eh, not, not really good at that. Um, uh, shit, like witnessing, sharing the gospel. I'm not, I'm not good at that. I don't I actually say I don't do that at all. Yeah. Um, uh, so that's, that's problematic. Um, I would file this podcast as being a little slice in that, that corner. That I'm sharing the gospel with progressive Christians. Yes. <laughs> good, good. Well, Christians, good, good catch. Good catch. More Zach. than just me. Well, those that, uh, no, He's those about the general are, listenership. Oh, yeah. not, not also yeah. maybe part of Andy and a little part of Jeff. They have progressive wings inside their own bodies, I think. No. I don't even know what that means. Maybe, maybe, maybe. I got some KFC chicken wings inside my body. <laughs> Still not all out so, of there. Yeah, so not so not a checklist. And I, I don't know if you meant that. Don't, don't get hung up on that yeah. language. But I just mean like there's a concept yeah. where you you are defining the relationship as ways that you that you fall short in the things that Christ has told you to do. Yeah, I I think that if you read a a decent portion of any particular book of the Bible, especially the New Testament, then you will go, hmm, I I'm not really living up to the life that God has called Christians to. Mm-hmm. And is and it sounds like that is a <clears throat> that's a dominating feature of of your relationship are there other dimensions of your relationship with Christ as well um so i don't so okay so i have i i have the this the foundational burping yeah the foundational burping i i have the foundational hey we we are saved by faith through the blood of jesus christ our sins are 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 wiped away by what Jesus did on the cross. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I'm not saved by my own works. That, that is a foundational thing. And I'm not, I'm not looking at that. Like I'm not looking at my inadequacy or, or disobedience to what Jesus said. I'm not taking that into account towards my salvation. I'm saying because I'm saved, because I believe I should be doing these things. Mm-hmm. I, I've received grace, and because of that grace, I should be doing these right. things. So, um, I, I, I don't, I don't really, yeah. Oh, so yeah, other aspects of the relationship. Yes, they, yeah. God, God is not turning his his a blind eye to me because I, I lust. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I, I, but I don't, I don't really, I don't take. I'm not like that's not the, at the forefront. It's, it's because I believe yeah. I want to do these things. I want to be obedient. Yeah. So that, that's what, that's what I, I focus on more um, because that's what I, I can control or I can, I can work towards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't, yeah. That's cool. Every good thing in life, correct me if I'm wrong, guys, 
Wrong. As far as I know, though, wait for it. What's a good? <laughs> Every good thing in life, I, I feel like, requires work and effort. Like I can't think of one thing. Now there are good things that don't require work, but then there there could be consequences on the on the back end of those. So that would be the caveat. But you know, the most fulfilling relationships in my life all require a ton of effort. Sometimes it's it's easy and it feels like, oh, we should do this. Forget. I'm talking about my, my marriage now. Like sometimes it's yeah. easy and things are clicking and it's like, we figured it out. It's clicking. You know, this is yeah. how it's going to be from now on. But no, it's not because there's times where it's like, oh, this is, this is work. The love is still there, but, and it's because the love is there. You, you do, you do the work guys. And, and you, and you might, be looking for, Hey, how can I improve this relationship? Right. Because you love them. So you're not, you're not resting on the relationship. You're resting, you're, you're, you're looking for those additional things because it, because at some point it's like you start taking it for granted that, Hey, we're in a relationship. So, uh, yeah. You know, and I have a family member too, just to further this metaphor that no one disagrees with where that is. (laughs) I mean, sunsets are free. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but you know how much work it took to get there? Like stick my head out the window. Sunset. Just look outside. Okay. Pretend you don't live in heaven in Southern California. Because <laughs> they don't have sunsets on the West Coast or on the East Coast. and Cool breeze on my face. I did have a friend whose sister, when they moved from the West Coast to the East Coast, asked him like... A majestic eagle. We don't get to the see sky. the sunset anymore. Do we get to see the sunset anymore? Mm. <laughs> Because she was moving to the East Coast. Oh gosh. Yeah. That's a true story. Stupid. Yeah. She's, um, she's probably hot. She was attractive. Yes. Thank goodness. <laughs> Otherwise, her life would be terrible. You know, not in not all cases that that's true, Scott. I just want to caveat against that stereotype. But in this Man, case, you are correct. I'm going to not say something. In this case, the stereotype is there for a reason. Yes. Jeff, how would you answer that question? How the way that you would describe your relationship with Christ and you can feel free to define the term relationship. I think in, in that relationship, it's thinking about what did Jesus do when he was here? And that was he spent time with people and he gave his time and he sacrificed and he put others first. And I think my relationship with Christ is Based on that, the foundation is when I think of my wife, my kids, and friendships. It's like spend time, you know, quality time, and and you know, be there for my kids, and you know, drop everything for whatever it is that that they need. And that's not to say that you know I don't you know get selfish sometimes, and uh, you know, put myself. Uh, above others but when i think of that relationship i'm like i'm like i feel that i'm in a a strong position um and a feeling of like okay from when i started until now i've grown there's been some great challenges but Mm -hmm. right now there's um i know know who i am and i know who christ is and i know um what's needed while I'm here in this life and my family needs me and friends need me. And, and so there's, um, 
there's something just feels whole and good. And, um, and so that's, I mean, that's probably it in a nutshell. Except for the drinking. (laughs) (laughs) How does that fit in? I mean, is that a wedge? (laughs) That's, that's a bridge. I had to mention it it because we just talked about it. Right. But it, it, I don't see, I mean, you could say that all the things that we, that are going on in our lives, um, can impact our lives. Oh yeah. But when it comes to when the rubber meets the road, I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm here. I'm praying. I'm listening. I'm, I'm still in this and I'm still loving people and I still have energy and I still want my family Mm. to thrive and I want to thrive. And, but I, I only want to thrive because I want those that I'm in leadership with or in partnership with or whatever it might be. I'm like, I, I don't, it's not that I don't want to, I want to say don't fail them, but I, I don't want to um, have regrets of having fallen short. It just, and that's kind of a natural thing. We're going to have regrets, but I'm like, I, my focus, it's kind of like, Hey, you get knocked down. I want to get back up and keep going. Chumba one. I know. I knew you were going to say that. It was one of my favorites when I was about 19. <laughs> you said there was something that you said, which was I'm here, I'm praying and I'm listening. And, and I thought that was interesting that those, those three words were that helped paint a picture for me a little bit more of what your relationship was like, because I think most Christian or not uh, most moral husbands, fathers would want those same things. They would want good things for their family. They'd want to serve them and take care of them. But there's a different slice that you kind of added in there. And so I'm curious about that piece of like, what does that mean to you? Or what does that even look like to be, to be here, to be praying, to be listening? Well, it comes back to like, as a father, you're praying for my kids and, and praying that, I've done a good job and that they're headed in the right direction and they're going to make mistakes. But I also need to, I'm also praying that when they do make mistakes, I'm there to like not toss them aside and say, you're a failure, but to know, Hey, we're human and these things are going to happen. And so it's constant. It's, it's more about being present with myself and actually just just waiting around at times i mean just as a sliver of my thought of like things could go bad at any moment and i have to be the i have to be the one that is is there for them to support and it could be you know it could be my wife it could be my marriage like i don't i mean there's it, it's it's a challenge constantly in relationships. So praying and listening, it's like, um, sometimes I have no idea what's going to happen in certain scenarios and I'm praying for, you know, certain things. But part of those things is not so much about results. It's more about myself being prepared for, you know, what may come my way. And I don't want to be reacting. I want to be responding. And I, 
in a a good way so that those that I'm around feel that presence and spirit and I, I don't want um yeah and, and I hope does that answer your question? Well when you're praying when you're praying, what do you, what do you envision? Like it is it like a conversation? Is it um it, does it feel connected or does it feel disconnected and, and I'm just kind of like lobbing this yeah, over the fence? No, and there are times, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, there are times like I, <laughs> Zach brought up, uh, you know, it was at church this past Sunday and, and I'm like, man, I'm so preoccupied. And it, it's times I'm like, I was playing my ass off for you, Joe. I was like, I was literally like, <laughs> I was God, telling the sound guy to keep turning like him directly up directly at you. I was like, God, I feel like I'm throwing some Costco prayers at you right now. This is just, I'm just walking through the aisles and just a jibber jabber. I don't even, I don't even I think my heart. a giant ass box of peanut <laughs> butter heart, pretzels, God. <laughs> my heart is not, my heart's not in this. Costco prayers. Um, the, uh, it is a conversation um, to go back to your question. Um, but what if it's what you had to give at the time? Like. You nah, know, you, no, no, okay. that's not, I know, to throw a life raft I know what I'm just like, <laughs> I'm like, it's kind of like a fake it till you make it. I'm like, mm. what am I doing? Mm. I'm like, I'm, pr- I'm praying, but I'm, you're checking boxes that you think you should shut check. up. Zach, let him answer. He's about to get real. <laughs> I'm just going to give him the answer. <laughs> you know, it, it actually, it takes those moments where I'm like, I'm BS praying. What am I doing? Just shut up. Like, I'm mm. not even, my heart's not in this. And, and so there's no reason to be doing this. Um, it's like, I mm. don't like, I'm not a check the boxes person. I, I want, I need to be in it and really believe it and, mm. and be like, okay, God, um, like what is going on? Like, I'm, I'm like, I want to make sure that, you know, I step into these conversations with my wife or my boss or whomever it might be that I, I don't want to, don't I want to make sure that I'm growing this mm. and not cutting bridges or, or you know I, I don't want that I don't want to burn bridges and so you know that's kind of always on my my mind and and so I just at that point I'm kind of I'm listening I'm listening to other people and I'm I'm I almost feel like I'm constantly gathering um, more and more that that drives me towards like, God's like there mm-hmm. go and take that as, you know, your stepping off point to that conversation. And so that's what I mean by there's a conversation going on there. I'm praying, I'm listening, and then I'm acting. Or sometimes I'm just being patient and waiting. Is there any part of your relationship that's like Scott's where you're in a constant state of guilt? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you're that far off. It's no, funny. I, I'm not. I'm not disagreeing. It was funny and true. I'm sorry. Which is no, yeah. God, Jeff, God Jeff, doesn't go want ahead. you to feel guilty. By the way, yeah. a constant, a constant state of God. I mean, this like another lob. You're just throwing stuff at me. Um, a constant state of guilt. I'm, I'm joking, but yeah, I, but, but there is. I don't have anything there. Is no, there a version of it? Sorry, I was gonna say. Your your description is very different than Scott's. Is there any shared experience that you have where Scott has seen, if I can paraphrase, Scott, you're saying a, a big part of your relationship is 
how are you measuring up or how are you doing the things that, that Jesus has told you to do? Mm-hmm. And when you feel like you don't meet that, mm-hmm. it's, it's hard on you. And it feels like it's hard on the relationship. It, from my end. Yeah. Yeah. For, from yeah. you. Yep. Definitely. This would mean you'd have to read the Bible though. So <laughs> there's. I'm kidding. But uh, is there, I agree. Do you, you share read the Bible? Do you share any of that? Is, does that, is that play a role in your relationship at all? So, it doesn't have to. So I, well, I think, I mean, to break this down, when I think about that, that is not how I am in the relationship with Christ. I'm not following Christ. So yeah. I can, you know, live up to expectations because to live up to expectations of Jesus is like, that's impossible. And, and well, I mean, All as humans think, as humans think, yeah, we think like perfection, like some people are like, I can be, you know, God and that the false, as you just said, so short. Well, I, I would I wouldn't say that I can be God. Like I'm just to and I didn't say separate that. that. Yeah. yeah, the I but the idea of being a father. Um, it's like when my child is failing and struggling, and and they feel like they are disappointing me. It's I mean certainly they're there may be some disappointment, but mm. there's still like, get back up and you've got this go. And so I'm kind of always thinking Jesus is my, is a cheerleader. Like He's rooting for come you on. Let's you've got this, like your impact can be, you know, it's not this small little sliver. It's can be wide. It mm. can be far. And, but you've got to just get up and, and go. And so there's no, guilt or shame and like oh, my father, my heavenly father thinks I'm failing. Never mm. is it come to that. And that's kind of what continues to drive me. Like, no, I can, you know, I've got this yeah. somehow. Yeah. So I, I would, um, I'm not, I'm not talk when I, when, when I'm talking about the, yeah. the things that I see in scripture that, that all, that all Christians should be doing. I'm not talking like perfection. Like I know as I know. if, as if like, every moment of every day of our lives. Like if we're not, if we're not doing all these things, then all oh, we're failing. No, I'm, I'm talking about as I read scripture and I see, I'm not doing that at all. Mm. Like, Oh yeah. Then, then that's a differentiator. Yeah. Then that, that's the problem I have. Cause there are things that I'm like, I'm not doing at all. Yeah. Where it's like uh morning devotions. Okay. That that might not be that might not be like a an explicit uh a command in scripture, but it's it's also something like practical that's like yeah. why wouldn't you start your day seeking God in your life you know, for, yeah. in your life? But and I don't do that at all. Yeah. That's problematic for for me, for my view. That's problematic. Um I share, sure, I share you know, some of that. Yeah. Sh- uh uh, sharing the gospel, sharing your faith with people. That's like, that's, that's more explicit. Um, like, like, yeah, you should be doing that. And I don't do that at all. Yeah. yeah. Well, I should say, I don't do it unless someone comes across my path that I'm walking on separately. Yeah. Um, yeah. Then sure. Okay. Yeah. But I don't, but for the most part, I don't do it at all. So it's not, it's not like just trying to walk this like perfect Christian life. It's no, I'm, I'm reading that. I'm like, I don't, 
I'm like so far from that. Yeah. That's a good clarification. Thank you. Yeah. No, it is because it could it could come it could Zach, feel like the I other one. Clarify because I'm the clarifier. You, Nailed it. You're welcome. <laughs> you know, uh, one one final thought, and that was this past uh, Sunday. There was a message um, given in our church, and at some point in there, I'm like, man, I I don't feel. <laughs> don't feel guilty or shameful, but I feel convicted in that this person was calling out distraction. Like we're constantly distracted and, and that kind of pulls away from like my focus of like, I want to be putting my energy here and here Mm -hmm. and here and, and my priorities just get Mm -hmm. knocked off, you know, where I want them because I'm distracted. I'm distracted, you know, by whatever I'm striving for in in life. And it's like in the end I could show up at Jesus' doorstep and be like, Jeff, I didn't care about any of that. Mm-hmm. Like w- mm-hmm. like you you did so well here and here. I'm like, just if I sent you back, could you do more of that? I'd be like, gosh darn it. Like that would I'd hate I'd hate that. Mm-hmm regret so um conviction that's 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 kind of what i love i love when people kind of call things out i'm like i'm glad i'm here i'm glad i'm being convicted of things that i really i am distracted and so i'm losing time and that's all we have on this earth is time and to give everything we've got with our heart it's one thing we can't get back thank god for pink floyd taking Um, away (laughs) I like the. I actually love that you just said conviction, and you clarified not guilt or shame, but conviction. I would guess a lot of Christians confuse them, like the feeling of like, oh, I sh- I need to be doing this. Like strong conviction can be translated as, or can turn into shame. Like I haven't been doing that, as opposed to like a driver forward. Like this is where I need to go. The shame that can lead to guilt can be debilitating and to set off its own shame spiral that, that keeps you in that awful pattern that you're in, whatever it is. So I, right. That I love that, that separation of like conviction doesn't equal guilt and shame. It doesn't mean there's no guilt and shame. Like sometimes the shame is there that can lead to conviction. But I think sometimes those get muddied in a way that keeps people Mm -hmm. in their guilt and shame. That's unhealthy. Yeah. What about what about you, Zach? How would you how would you describe it today? Should I shake the magic eight ball? Yeah, you should. Might as well. We've got an eight ball in the uh, studio, listener. And yeah, that liquid like triangle. This is a boomer moment. Inside. Like, how old is the magic eight ball? The eight ball. I don't know, Jeff. How old is it? It's uh, it's forty one years. Speaking of old. which, you have to get a cam, a light, well, a flashlight out so you so, can see it. I think it's so old you can't even see. What it. was the question? Vintage, bro. Uh, uh, how would you describe your relationship with Christ? Most likely. <laughs> <laughs> most likely Care to expand. You most likely have a relationship with Christ. Um, that's uh. Let me well. Let me just start talking, and we'll see where it goes. You guys, you guys, install the bowling bumpers as okay. you see fit for this. Um, 
but I, I do need to go back. Not a, that. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. Didn't matter what I said. Nope. <laughs> um, the ball's in the other lane. <laughs> the so the Bible as like the Bible as rule book. Like this is basic instructions before leaving earth type of material. That's a little bit what I grew up with. Um, and so you, you have that and it's, you don't think otherwise. Mm. And so things are great. And then you, you start to develop a little bit of your own identity as a, you know, preteen and then teen. And you can get to like actually reading and paying attention, which can cause convictions that are like really strong. Like, Oh shit, I am. Do I even believe I'm not even a good, I want, what I think do I, I believe? believe? I think I believe like I, I keep saying the prayer and I say it again and again, sometimes, you know, late at night after doing things, it's like, like please God, please come into my heart again. Like in case mm. you left, yeah, please forgive me again. Like these are very real fears that were going on. Um, and almost like, and not in a traumatic way. It was almost like, just in case I, I need that assurance. Like the rapture is coming. I, I need that assurance. And, and then for, for my case, like caring enough about the Bible, some of the high school years and early adulthood aside where you're kind of like wandering a little bit, I think that's a little bit uh, normal, a little normal time. You got to leave the house. Um, you know, that aside, like for me, it led to, and and life events led to like questioning things and yeah. and like changing the, changing the game a little bit. So early on, relationship with Christ meant like believing the Bible, and mm. and like believing what it had to say, and then feeling guilty because you you could never you can never do that. Um, and also like believing, yeah, like God's out there and He's in my heart. Like these these things that we just we repeat and and for a long, long time believed in a certain way. Um, but you know, when life throws lemons at you, you know, sometimes it's not easy to make lemonade. Mm. Um, and so oddly enough, like go transition. If we flash forward to now, I'm probably like in the Bible in a way that would make my old self that would, say the Bible is truth, like all of it, basic instructions before leaving earth. It's the rule book. It's the playbook for life. Like I would make my old self jealous in the way that I'm like, I'm like in the Bible now in a way I've, I've never been before. And I appreciate it in a way that I never have before, but it's, it's definitely different. And so translating that to relationship with Christ is it's, it's trying to focus on, well, really it's, well, and this is such a good question, Andy. I even thought about this before today. No, keep going. Keep it, going. Keep, it's hard. Keep, keep, it, it is hard because it's, it's been, hard. it's been cliched out. But if you, if you like think of it, like you have a relationship with all different things. You have a relationship with individuals. You have a relationship with alcohol. You have a relation like, so now in, in a similar sort of fashion, we have a relationship with Christ, which just yeah. describes the interactions and the way that we view and interpret and react to yeah. and interact yeah. with, Zach, with Jesus. Yeah. Zach, keep, go, keep going. So like, before, 
before it was like you you invite Jesus into your heart and you're saved and you're going to heaven. Yeah. And then you want to do the things like if you believe that, then you do it. And now it's it's more recognizing how much of my beliefs or how much of my actions in life betray what I actually believe. Mm. And so the long story of deconstruction aside, like there, I I don't believe that, um, like I believe, I believe that Christ is the force drawing all things to himself for lack of a better pronoun that is all encompassing. Um, the, the force of the universe being love is something that I really appreciate. And I think it's backed up with certain scriptures. Um, God being love, God being agape love. And, and so right now my faith is clinging to that. I don't have a faith. I don't have the old faith of like going to heaven when you, when you die and you're going to hell forever. Yeah. If, if you don't have the right, Scott mentioned it, ascension or um, ascending to the right beliefs. You didn't say that was required, but but you said well, foundational. Well, you said that that uh, yeah, have a census that is like the Greek or Latin word, right? Is one of the facets, yeah. The, but it's not the main. It's it's not the only thing, right? Right. And and so I I agree with that in the sense that it's going to what you actually believe. Like as a kid, you could say, there's no monsters in my closet during the daytime. But at night, when you're super scared of the monsters in your closet, you believe there's monsters in your closet, even if they're not there. And so, so I, the belief of like, I, I don't have that belief of like, like you're, you're going to heaven or hell. Um, but, but what's your, rel- okay. So, but, but what's your relationship like with Christ? These are the bumpers I asked or, for. Or, or, <laughs> and or, or the version I was thinking of. So, so that is your faith or that is your belief. How does that inform your relationship? Yeah. What, right. Yeah. Right. I don't know if this ties into that, but like you mentioned love and third but question like on top of it. The actionable, <laughs> is there, is there actionable? You might actually be the one to help though. <laughs> but is there, because you have, a relation, this relationship, you have this belief. Are there actions in how you, you filter like, this is, this is how I, what does that mean? I believe. How do I, how does this play out in my life? So I think I'm, I'm guilty of literalizing the word relationship even now. That's why I put it in in quotes. No, I know. But I think this, this reveals like what I, what I was given is, like a personified relationship where it's like you, Jeff and I have a relationship, Scott and Andy and I have a relationship that's physical and tangible. So I, physical. I think with, we don't touch each other. With Super Christ, physical. With Christ, definitionally, well, you don't touch me. <laughs> definitely not. But <laughs> gross. That's gross. Leave the listener to think about that. Uh, it's tangible. And I think definitionally relationship with Christ is intangible. I don't, I don't know What's- that. And so like walk, walk us through what is like, what does that feel like? What does that look like? Like what goes through your mind when you have, I'll just like, for lack of a better way of describing it, like an, an interaction with, with God and you can define interaction with God any way you want to. Um, 
well, how how I live my life or the the frame of mind I have is directionally towards towards love. Is is there more love for my family? Am I equipping my family to love better in the world? And um if there is a God that cares about us in a personal way, um, I believe that God to be love and to want us to love better. And I know that word can be triggering for people that believe in a God of love, but there's a lot of other stuff that comes with that mm. where it can sound like, you know, everything's fine and peace and happy. And that's not the case. Like it's, there are very real consequences when that path yeah. strays. Mm. In in my mm. own life and and in my family's life, like, like navigating raising teenage daughters, kind of like Jeff was saying, like there are real struggles where it's like, okay, I I feel like I can be a father in a way that's going to facilitate the love of God in their life better, and and so. Th- so reacting to those consequences or to those, like it's a very real world, like, um, I don't know, Scott. Well, can I, can I ask side. a question? Um, so when you, you talk, so we're talking about our relationship with Christ and, and then ostensibly our, that's our relationship with God as well. Uh, but when, when, when you're talking about, cause, cause you kind of, you kind of, led with or emphasized this idea of like the Bible not being the basic instructions before leaving earth or, or a guidebook or an yeah. instruction book. That's a good point. But you're it's, but you're, but then you, you come back to this basic idea of love as you're describing your relationship with Christ, mm-hmm. but where, and and, okay, and and just just like so, just briefly, what what I was talking about is like when well, I'm, I'm saying I'm I'm taught when when I think about my, my relationship with Christ, I'm thinking about the things that Jesus said. Am I doing those things that he talked that Jesus talked about as mm. having a relationship with him? Right. And so part of me is like listening to you and like, yeah, Jesus talked. To, that's what Jesus talked about. Right. Is your relationship with him is love. That's like the number one commandment. Um, but so I, I guess it's like, okay, so you're describing your relationship with Christ and then there's love, but then. Which I don't think I'm doing. Is there a, a question? Right What's now. the question? Is, is, is that, but the, but they're saying the, but the, and you, you get that from the Bible. Yes. Yeah, well, I would say I th- I think the Bible has some of the most profound um universal truths that exist. I don't think all of the Bible is profound universal truth. And that's a big difference from my past where it's so now before it was like God wrote the Bible, that was my opinion. Like even knowing other people like through the 66 books, all the authors 44 like, different authors. Yeah, yeah. I used to have that memorized. Now I don't care, but, <laughs> but, uh, I'm kidding. But, uh, for 400 before it was like that, that is the thing. And now it's like, no, the Bible has some of the most, it's the most important collection of documents, probably in the history of the world. Um, 
And I think, um, and, and there are eternal truths in there. And now can I make absolute claims and hold, and like use it as a, well, it says here in the Bible, you shouldn't be doing this. Like I'm hesitant to do that in a way that in my past I would be like, well, the Bible definitely says this. So mm. it definitely says women you're saved through childbirth. So therefore, you know, right, but, I, but I, love, I guess my, my point is you're, and that's you're, one of the things that I you're think focusing is on love. Agape though. love is I would be hard pressed to find one person Christian or not that would tell me that self-sacrificial love adopted by all would not make the world a better place. And mm. so for me, that is like, that mm. is my relationship with Christ. That's mm. what I believe Christ is. And that's what I believe Christ is calling us to, mm. which boots on the ground can be very complicated on how we achieve that, like politically or otherwise, or, you know, relationally for, to our neighbors. But that's a huge conversation. I don't want to dismiss that. So because you, I know the love thing can seem like a little what are wishy-washy. You do, what are you doing to follow Christ? I guess is Andy's question. If I can speak mm, for Andy. Is, it is wasn't trying, follow Christ. That's a little different. But it, My relationship to Christ and to follow Christ, because I, if Christ in my current definition is agape love, is, is like the complete embodiment of that, um, then... Bow and arrow, the the metaphor for like missing the mark, sin. What what is sin? What's not sin? Is that bow and arrow? Um, it's hitting the mark. What is agape love in whatever whatever is going on in my life? What is closest to that? Um, and where do you, so where do you, how so how do you find what is closest to that? And I feel like I'm being trapped now, but. <laughs> Wait a second! No, no, I, 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 get, I get real. I get real world consequences. It, I know when my relationship with my wife is is out of sorts in a way where, okay, the self sacrifice of the agape part, which definitionally agape love is self sacrificial. Like we need to facilitate yeah. that to each other. Like I saw this image of uh, the Trinity by an artist that was just beautiful. It's like I. I'm not going to, I actually ordered a shirt of it. So you guys will see it soon mm-hmm. enough, but um, it's just the image of like, Oh, your cup's, your cup's empty. I'm pouring my cup into yours. And then the other member of the Trinity is pour is their cup is being filled while they're pouring their cup into the other. And so it's like this constant self-sacrifice where all needs are met. And um, it's just a lot of Bible references. I'm just, it's, it's very I, beautiful. I just, it's just, it's, uh, it's hard for me to comprehend. And, and I, I agree with a lot, a lot of what you're saying, Zach, it's just hard for me to comprehend nice. like the, this idea of poo pooing the Bible as something, so a guidebook to live by. So this is a good, that's a good point. I, you know, my, while my relationship with Christ in the past, I would have, it was basically a relationship with the Bible mm. and now it's transcended that. Right, right, but but how? But the but if you're if you're it doesn't mean it, that the Bible is untrue. I know, but if you're looking to orient your life, I feel like oh, you're defending the Bible and not Christ. Right? I know, now. I know, I'm not. No, well, so but that's, that's okay. A, finish your sentence. How about that's I'm sorry. A, that's finish a, your a, sentence. That's a question that we're trying to talk about. Is that mm. if you're trying to follow Christ, and if you're trying to orient your life around Christ and have a relationship with Christ. Where do you get the information 
to have a relationship with Christ? From the Bible. That is a question. That is a different question than I'm asking. But also, and in I, fact, I'll answer it from the Bible. Yeah. Okay. And and my question was, what is your relationship with Christ? It could it could mean that you are following or not following. Someone could that could they could define their relationship with Christ as not following Christ. It's, it's kind of tough to say, like, but it's well, it's tough to say perfectly, especially when you're me. Uh, but the I, back in the day when I was more fundamental-ish and cared deeply that the yeah. Bible was defended and perfect and all that stuff, um, it I would have separate. I would have said the words like, "Yeah, the Bible isn't Jesus. The Bible isn't Jesus Christ. God is not locked in this thing." But functionally, that's that was my relationship with Christ was mm. the Bible. Mm. And so, so now it's like, I love the metaphor of like, and multiple people have said, I don't know who started it. Uh, could have been a Franciscan of some sort, but the, gosh, I'm, my mic etiquette is poor right now. Sorry for the bumps and bruises. You are not following Christ in your mic etiquette. No, not the Christ mic is just like shame, shame. Disappointed. The finger pointing to the moon, like the, I was looking at the finger like this thing is look how true this finger is. It's pointing to a thing that is outside itself. Right. Um, and not, you know, and so I think, I think that's a decent enough metaphor. Like the thing, Christ being the moon, it's a woefully short metaphor because Christ being the fabric through which everything is created is something that I think is a fascinating, uh, belief to hold that I am partial to. Um, right. The moon is just an object, but but, mm. but but I think I think that goes to I, the, what the next question. So, like if you're if you're going to seek to understand anything about Christ, what resources do you have to do that? And uh, other than the Bible, oh, I, um, I'm not. I'm not saying that. I'm worried we're going to get back into litigating how he well, interprets well, the Bible. The it's like, I don't want, that's, that's not the purpose of tonight's discussion even, though. It's not even interpreting the Bible. It's, it's, it is though. No, well, no, no, because, because I, I, from what I said, I didn't even talk about inerrancy or perfection of the Bible or anything like that. I'm talking but about, I feel like that's what you're looking for is no, me, no, I'm not, I'm not, me, I know I'm saying, I'm saying if you're going to fall, if you're going to have a relationship with Christ, how would you, Start to seek a relationship with Christ. What information are you going off of to have I, I a relationship of, with Christ? I already told you. Yeah. It's in the Bible. That, that, yeah, that, that's my basic point. No greater <laughs> love than this. Yeah. What do you mean that's your basic No point? greater love than this. He yeah. said it. Why are you? No, because because he, because, okay. I'm telling so, you again right so, now. Hold on. <laughs> hold on. No greater than love, no greater love than this, than one should lay down his life for his brothers. Mm. Agape love. The idea of if Jesus is the God man, willfully giving himself up, he could have called on all the angels it would have satisfied Peter more if he did that. Peter wanted that, but he could have. That's what I'm saying. He could have. It doesn't feel controversial. That's, the point. that's not a controversial. That's, that's thing. We point. can all we could all agree with that point. He right? could have. That's, that's, we that's can all get on board with that's that. That's the beauty of it. He, if he's the the God man that has all the power in the world, but gives himself up, that's the perfect picture of love. And I think that's that's the way the world is healed. 
And I believe that's the way the kingdom of God comes is by more people buying into that. Now, whether that's through like, oh, here's this preaching the gospel old school style. And some people need that. Some people need a little, they might need a little fire and brimstone to like get them off the track they are. Hopefully they don't stay there. Hopefully they get to a picture of God that is like, yeah, you can recognize your mistakes and learn from them and grow, but also feel no shame because there is no shame when you're perfectly forgiven. Mm. Like that is like, that's the picture of where we should go. Um, and that's where I, I want to, in my best moments, I have the no shame, the idea of if I were a tree, I would give no shits about how much taller I was than the other tree. And right now I'm, I'm taller than average, but I still care about that. When Andy's sick, standing next to me, I'm like, fuck you, dude. Sorry, man. You're taller. I drank oh, a lot of milk. Somebody else said it. I drank a lot of milk. <laughs> Shut up, Andy. But that's... There's a clip. So your relief... Your, sorry, your belief... Uh, your under, your foundational beliefs help inform your... And rela- relief is actually a good... Sometimes relief. Your foundational <laughs> reliefs, they help inform your relationship and... Uh, and your experience also helps inform your relationship as well. Um, and, and I, I think you did a good job of sharing like what, what that looks like. I sort of got there and I, I totally recognize why yeah. this can be um, triggering in a way where it does sound like when you, when you keep using the word love, it's just so triggering for people. Like I heard, a, I was, I was watching, um, I can't remember if it was, White doctor, doctor, quote unquote, white, Dr. James White, <laughs> fake Dr. White. Um, hey, if you, if you care about apologetics, you will come across James White, who goes by Dr. James White. It's a doctorate from an unaccredited, uh, unaccredited Christian college. It's no, like, no, can I just add to that? Because, because his I, YouTube channel, I love, if you're it's white, a, a, um, you know, it's, 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 <laughs> he, he hasn't actually, he like, you're wrong, white or wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 aomen now paging dr no, typi- typically i I'm would like, dude <laughs> what we'll edit that out T- typically <laughs> typically i would not like appeal to someone's degree but he complained about a g- dr white dr james white complained about a guy um that got a degree from oxford and he's like oh i've never i never heard of this college it's like it's freaking oxford and so he was just, authority. He was discrediting. He, Dr. White discredited a, a guy who we are had so a, far off right now. I know, we are I, so I, 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 far no, off. Scott, this no, is no, the, no, this is this, yeah, James this, White needs to be discredited. Yeah. And, 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 and then, so he, so because he discredited this guy, that got a degree from Oxford. I'm like, Dr. White, you have, you cannot come, you cannot do that because yeah, your degree is from an unaccredited college, which I don't, I personally don't right, have right. a problem with, but go ahead. Zach. So, my so, mom signed my homeschool college <laughs> yeah. diploma. It's clear. He's a smart guy, but I actually, I think this was from, I heard a clip from RC Sproul that like an old clip that was cause I think he's dead. So yeah, he's dead. But, uh, be, was he talking about his relationship with Christ? It'd be r- miraculous. <laughs> if, uh, it was from current days, but it was con- the love stuff. It throws people off because we yeah. need the wrath and the judgment. And how do we interpret those through the lens of, of love? Um, all important conversations, but it, he, he was voicing, we'll that out. he was voicing. <laughs> <laughs> that was an accident. That was an accidental one. <laughs> he was voicing his concern for people preaching unconditional love from God because he was worried that 
That was also well, it was a pur- purposeful accident. As Andy's complaining about us taking things off the rails. I know. That's he, okay. And he's like, all right, I'm going to do it too. Uh, yeah, you want to go off we, the rails. I'll, put, to, I'll take us off the get, cliff. We need to get to drive, Andy. Drive this train right off the cliff. Uh, relationship with Christ. We, Zach, but, but get finished. So I'll, I'll try to land my <laughs> Just own kidding. Never plane. mind. Yeah, right. <laughs> Let's go back in. <laughs> Let's go deeper. No, but just to finish the thought, it's fascinating to me that... that uh, <laughs> Wife's here, pee break. I, I might pause it in a second, but we'll see. Um, R.C. Sproul was very concerned about... He, I think R.C. Sproul believes in the un- unconditional love of God, although he has the motif of it's preordained. Pre, yeah, he's he's predestination. But just yeah. generally, the unconditional love of God is good. Yeah. He, he, didn't wa- he didn't like that teached, at least in this clip I saw, in that moment in his life. Because because of the ramifications. In his view, it would lead to licentiousness, as Paul says, or like doing whatever you want because I'm loved. But you can't do that for long before the consequences, the real world wrath of God, if you if you will. Th- that's where I'm comfortable with yeah. like that term wrath of God, like the actual con- consequences of your life. You can think, you can believe, I believe God's love is unconditional and I believe God is, is pulling and drawing all things to it to God's self over the fullness of time. Like right now, in different ways, it doesn't look like it. But overall, I believe that's what God is doing through the acts of the church in various ways. But it is like you can't, I, I just think the, well, I think I already <laughs> said, I already said it and I'm getting off my own rails, but it's, yeah. it's the like, if you're a Christian and you're worried about love being God being too loving, that's a that's the part that I'm like, what? Like, well, like that's no, too so, confusing. So I think I think that's the that's the rub is that um, when the word love or even even the more um, more specific unconditional love, which might not be more specific, um, when it's used when those word when those phrases words or phrases are used too much. At some point, they lose meaning because they're being used in such a way where it's so they're so broad that they apply to everybody in every circumstance, and and then and then it doesn't really mean anything. So right, but then I I would I I think you're true. That's that's true. But true love is a very painful thing when because because to maintain that with your with your wife or your kids to truly love them, it hurts because you're going to have to let things go that you don't want to let go. Okay. But but I think it's a good, I think it's a good topic, but I didn't, my hope was not to debate each other's relationship with Christ. And so we got into that Uh, and it makes me a little sad. We're, we're, we're debating. We're just 30 minutes. Well, definitions. We we asked what people, Andy, you have five minutes to describe. (laughs) (laughs) I, I wasn't hoping. No, it's I was, all good, it, Andy. It's good it's pod, okay. but we asked for bumpers, and you're giving it us is bumpers. Okay. It is, and it, so now we're and it's probably worth its own topic for a podcast. I do have a future guest. We could probably just like, I mean, spend a whole if we do that a whole episode on just that. If if we do that, I we we got to no, make I, a, we we have to make a commitment to do that. I have a future guest. When you get Bible stuff, make it. I have a future guest that was a past guest that has mentioned a couple potential topics that he wants to talk about 
that are in this ballpark, Scott. So you just rest easy. All right, the cleanup man. I don't think it's a bad topic. I just Andy McCraw. I was hoping. And since Andy's back, his I'm relationship go <laughs> perfect with so, Christ. I don't know. Maybe hit pause. Wait. Let I me could. go pee. All right, let's do that. In love, I did it in love. All right, we're and back. We're back. We're back from the uh, was potty cool. break. Yeah, that was good. It's a little. Uh, we're What's kinda... your relationship to the porcelain god, Andy? Oh man, on freaking Saturday night, it was almost not good when that KFC slash Domino's started talking to KFC me. KFC your way out. Oh, I went over there and I was like, Colonel, <laughs> your, your body's a temple. Oh, those and, <laughs> Andy, I just thought blitz, secret blend of herbs and spices. Scott, that's number two, <laughs> Colonel. Pun intended. That's your number two joke. That oh, guys, I just subtle. thought of something. Mm, I just joke. thought of something. I want to ask Andy. Yeah, um, it just came to me. Andy, what is your relationship uh, with Christ? Wow, hmm. interesting. That's a question. And how can I defeat it in an <laughs> argument? Touche. <Yeah. laughs> yeah. I want to get you a Jesus divorced. <laughs> I'm going to put a wedge in between your relationship. Uh, so I I thought about this. I think I landed somewhere in between um, each of you. There were there were parts of... Wait, which one of us? E- each of you. <laughs> Did you I landed our names? In between each of you. Scott, Jeff. I landed in Jeff between... And Zach. In between Jeff and Scott and Zach equally. You were forming a triangle around me. Um. There, there was part of it that um, we're gonna let him get away with that. There was part of my experience that that felt, um, or as I was just imagining my relationship with Christ, um, some of it was I thought back and and was reminded of areas where I felt like I fell short. I was missing things, and I was um, and like very tangible examples. Um, how often do I spend reading the Bible? How often do I spend regularly praying? Um, and, and like, I'll just pick those two for one, for one like example to dig into. And, um, and in my mind, I, I like equated that to <clears throat> ways that I would spend time with Christ, getting to know um, the person of Jesus, getting to know more of who God is. And, and I felt, I felt guilty. Like I, I don't do that as much as I, as I could for sure. And is that some sort of indicator of how much I care about my relationship with Christ? Because the people that I love, I spend time with them. I try to get to know them and I try to know who they are and I hope that they, and I, and I try to share with them who I am too. And so there's a, there, that's a piece of what I thought about when I was kind of trying to evaluate that. And then there's another part, which is closer to, to you, Zach, where um, the phrase that a friend shared with me years ago, the way that we love God, or sorry, how we love others is how we love God. And, and that part feels, uh, I felt torn because there's a lot of times where I, I, I think I do a great job at that. And then there's a lot of times where I think I totally fail. And so if that is a representation of my relationship with Christ, um, the times when I feel good about that are when 
Um, it's, it's when I'm doing something out of love for somebody else. Um, the recent times are like when I'm not reacting to someone's, you know, attack, <laughs> actually pausing and not returning their attack in kind. Um, and I'm using attack, like I'm using that term a little loosely, but you kind of get where I'm coming from. It's the South Orange County version. Yeah. Attack. Yeah. Verbal yeah, attack. It's... And, uh, and then there's obviously there's, uh, yeah, it, it's, it's easier to do those things for your family in some ways. It's easier to like, uh, be selfless and, and sacrifice for them. Um, it feels like it is kind of built in, but easy for you. <laughs> easier. I said it's easier. Oh, okay. Thank you. Yeah. Then, then it is for a total stranger maybe, but, True. um, but, but it, it did feel like, um, I think I, I go back and forth. This is one thing I was wondering if any of you guys would say this, like when you are praying or when you were thinking or when you were imagining your relationship with Christ, are you imagining a person, like a, a physical person in front of you? Are you equating your relationship to an actual, like an individual? When you're praying, are you imagining like, I am talking to this person? And um, for me, that that happens sometimes. It's not every single time. Um, and and one of the hard things for me is that that when I pray, I um like I don't hear things back. Yeah, like I, I don't I don't get a response. Um, and so when I think about a relationship with Christ, um that part is hard. And, and honestly, I know lots of people who will say, Oh my gosh, I like, I've heard things audibly. God has spoken to me. Um, and whether or not I believe that, that God has spoken to them, there's a part of me that feels, I don't believe him at like, all, which might, you might be true, but I, I am still jealous of those feelings, jealous of the fact that they, they even believe it whether or not I know it to be true. Cause that's so good. We can't, we can't, I can't know it to be true for them, but yeah. Th- yeah. Well, well I, I just want to caveat. I said, I don't believe that, but it, I want to caveat that. Like I, I'm with you, Andy. I don't often hear back. I'm, I've always been a little jealous of those people. Yeah. And then it's kind of led me to the, my current belief that like, your inner conscious, when you hear your, the voice telling you what you should do, I feel like that's what people interpret as God. Yeah. And I'm fine with that because I think if that matches up to what agape love is in that specific situation, like, yeah, yeah. you're hearing from God because God is love. And it, it's, and it's hard because I think we can mix. It's hard to know where the Holy spirit and your conscience, like, no, for sure. Where that and, and where that an, cutoff is, I, it's I'd hard have, to maybe define it in the moment. Well, and I and I have a I have a definite outlier amongst Christianity. I don't. I think God speaks, but I think God speaks in ways that are often very much more human than some people lead on. Like some when people say God told me to do this, yeah, I've had enough false positives in that to where I'm like, I want to just discount it all. And just judge the fruit of it, but I don't disagree. Andy. I don't disagree. Going, it is Sorry. it is a it's a conversation. And halt, I'm probably wrong. Halter. 
I'm probably yeah. wrong. It it stops the conversation because no, you can't you can't disagree with it. Whether or not I believe that they're right or not, um, there is a part of me that's like, gosh, I would I would love to have that. Like, I would love to feel like I had the type of relationship with Christ where, yeah, in prayer felt like a two way conversation. <clears throat> um, and so it, like I said before, it is helpful for me to, to think about the way that I, the, the way that I love others is how I can, how I can love Christ. Um, there is a part of me that, that sits there and, and feels like I'm, I'm not doing all the things that should you be said. Boxes to check. I, yeah, boxes. There, there are boxes to check, or not boxes, but there ideas. But there are, um, like when you talked about evangelism, and that being like a hard thing. Like that's really uncomfortable for me. Yeah, and that's something that I, I have to like examine. Well, what is my? If I tried to equate my friendship with any of you guys. I wouldn't hesitate introducing any of you guys to one of my other friends. Well, maybe me. Okay. <laughs> if it's Fair a, enough. if it's a female, I might not. Yeah. But like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't That's hesitate. Scott needs. Scott needs the female. <laughs> but, but I do feel that with, with Christ. And I know that that's like a super loaded, it's not a fair comparison, but you kind of get where I'm going a little bit that there's a part of me that like, it, I don't like to admit it, but there's a hesitation there. Like there's a hitch that said in the last year. And some of it just comes with like a chance to like press reset when you change jobs and, and you get a chance to redefine yourself a little bit. Like for what it's worth, I've just been like, screw it. I'm, if I'm with somebody and I'm at lunch and at our office, we have like a big cafe common eating area and stuff. And we, we get free food. Part of the compensation package. So you stay longer. So so you stay at work longer, do more hours. Yes. That is why it's good. But (laughs) I've, there's been a handful of times this year already where I've not hesitated and just said, Hey, can I pray for you about this thing? Like right now. Hmm. And I, I, that's not me as not the person I am. I'm good. I'm, I've not done that. And that's like so uncomfortable. What does it feel like? Just thinking of one example at work, what does it feel like right before you ask that question? And right. Oh, it's the worst. It is the worst. I'm sitting there. I'm like, don't do it. Don't do it. You you don't. What are people going to think? You're sitting, they're sitting next to you. You're going to have to be in a meeting. Anxiety building up. Uh, it's mostly what are other people going to think? You're going to have to be in meeting with them. And there's a part of me that like carries a little bit of like uh, guilt about my shame for being a Christian. Yeah. And it can. Uh, w- Wait, what, what is it after? Like when they're they accept like, yes. Yeah. Would you? Then yeah. what is the feeling? It's good. I'm muscling through. I've been like the first couple were rough for me mostly. And I just like muscled through it. Has, have these been strangers or people that you generally know would be receptive to it? They, I I knew that they would be receptive to it and it wasn't like, did I, I like they were Christians. And so it's a little bit of an easier one, but at the same time, I'm like, it is a, 
just imagine being in a cafeteria and right. saying like, I'm going to, I'm going to be praying here. And then yeah. imagine in that cafeteria later, you might have a meeting with somebody. Yeah. I don't know that. I, I don't ha- know that I have that right now. Like the prayer, hearing Jeff talking about praying for the kids. Um, and then you, Andy, now it reminds me like where I'm at right now with prayer is like, if I find myself feeling like I need to pray for something, the second half of whatever that prayer looks like is, okay, what can I actually do? Yeah. How am I going to be the thing? So like checking the box of praying for somebody can be great and actually have real meaning to the other person in the moment. Yeah. And if that's all it is, it could be a positive experience for that person and it might actually help them. But I, I have less of the, like, I'm going to pray for somebody and therefore it happens. And like, if it's praying, praying for somebody, let it be, how can I do it in a way that's going to actually build them up in a real world way? And then how can I follow up with that with my own power? Because I I feel like that's where the real power lies. Thanks for, thanks for being the clarifier. Yeah. No, I get, I get that too. Like, like doing stuff, doing Christian things. I I get that because I, I know myself and I'm, a lot of times I don't act very Christianly. And so I have shame and I don't want to, I I don't want people to associate me as being a Christian when I know that they might have observed me doing non-Christian things, which or is un-Christian things. That's yeah. interesting because there, I, I will say this, um, at work, I'm very intentional when I swear. Oh, super intentional about it and Go like on. <laughs> I, I, but it, it's a little it's slightly off topic but it is it is connected loosely but anyway yeah i am i'm intentional about when i when i choose to swear and when i don't and and there is a part of that for me to be like i i, I will do it in front of people who i'm pretty positive know that i'm a christian and they know who i am and i want to have some some demonstration of like I'm human. I'm human and I'm not wound so tight that I don't recognize that like we are humans and we, and, and you know, whatever I'm trying to, I'm trying to communicate some level of, well, because in that case, them. your, your words can have more impact. A well-placed word that is uncouth for the average population can have deep meaning if it's done right. Sure. Yeah, if you've never used it and then your boss hears you use it, like your boss is like, oh, he's serious about this. And especially like, this is an actual especially issue. Especially if like you were a pastor or your version of like, they know, oh, they know where I stand with things and I'm saying this, it can carry real yep. weight and be very effective. Yep. But the other parts of that I, I thought of when I was um, kind of struck by this question too, we, a few of us have kind of alluded to it like, Hey, there's been a bit of a progression as there should be in your relationship with Christ. Like where you started shouldn't be where you end up. Scott's tweet is going to be progression, not progressive. Yeah. Right. Definitely. <laughs> going to make that clarification. He's live tweeting right now. Yeah. Yeah. And um and there was a lot of uh I think you described it Scott, like a lot of euphoria at the beginning. Like when you when you first come to Christ, your relationship with Christ is is uh there's a lot of energy powering it and like a lot of emotional energy. And I remember that too. And that, and that was special. And I, I like, 
Um, I love that time. It was maybe a lot of like unguided energy. <laughs> yeah, there's there's yeah unguided unguided naivet, naivety, but naivete, but, but things that are not yeah. not essential for Nativity, the moment. Nativity. Yeah. No, but yeah. but but um, but there's I think a lot of us. Maybe I'm not too different than us, any of us in here, where there there's a part of us that that misses, um. Some of that original excitement of oh, yeah. of like learning and understanding who Christ is, making our faith our own, and then feeling like, oh, I'm I am now developing my own relationship with Christ. It's not my inherited faith. It's changing a little bit right. now. And I like for me that was sophomore, junior year of high school. I was uh I was like half on staff. I was like on temporary staff up at a summer camp. And I even remember we had, we, it was cool. You'd spend like half the day, you were like on work crew. And then the other half of the day you were out like doing stuff just with your, your small group of like, maybe there's like 20 people just connected for, for these few weeks that you were up there. And, um, and at one point I remember they said, okay, we're, we're kind of going to go through this um, experience where we want you to see like, Give yourself the opportunity to to listen and hear from God. Um, and it sounds really simple. And you know, translate this for high schoolers. And so, so they kind of set this up. And I don't remember the details because I don't even remember what I had for lunch last week. But I don't remember the details exactly of this thirty years ago. But it was here's a setup, and then you guys like you're going to go out in the forest and just just listen as much as you can. Don't do anything else. Just listen. And if you got to stay out there for an hour, if you need to stay out for two, like however long you want to stay out there, stay out there. And then like, let's come back and talk about what happened. And, um, and it's, I can poke holes in the experience if I want to. But at some point I remember coming back. You had an experience. I don't remember what was said, but I remember coming back and like saying, being excited and saying, I don't know, but I think I heard from God. I think I did. Um, and we could argue whether I thought I did or I did. Maybe it doesn't matter. <laughs> but I remember the excitement from that. I don't that. think it matters. I, I do remember the excitement from that, like the emotional excitement, um, which if it's directing you towards God, like what a wonderful thing that, that your excitement yeah. is, is something that's driving you towards God and a deeper relationship. That's, that's how Fantastic. I hear from God right now is being experiencing nature like experiencing mm. something that's bigger than yourself i that's how i interpret it it's not words mm. but if you go and just sit at the beach or if you go to the mountains and hear the wind just get outside of the um you know concrete jungle wherever you're at or even on a hike it's like mm-hmm. there's like transcendent moments that that happen where you're aware of something bigger than yourself that I think can, whether it's like, oh, now I know exactly what to do in this situation. That's, that's not the point. It's almost bigger than that. It's like, yeah, yeah, you'll, it's almost like experience something outside of yourself and, and just be humbled by that. And then you can be a little more free somehow to, oh, I can be a little more at peace in my personally and I can make better judgment decisions on how to operate my life. And I think that that's a version of hearing from God that I think 
is underrated because, mm. you know, the God directly speaking to people in the way that some people talk about today doesn't happen for everyone. Like definitionally, like let's pretend they're all right. It doesn't happen for everyone because there's plenty of people, Andy and myself included, that that don't hear from God in that way. Or I definitely don't where it's like, and I wouldn't mind it because I would prefer to have the assurance I used to have about all things and reality, but I don't. And that reminds me of my verse, mm. faith, hope, love, the greatest of these is love. And I would invite anybody that cares about the Bible or Christianity in any way that's listening, take that, take that to heart. There's a, there's a hierarchy there. I'm not saying faith and hope aren't important, but when you don't have those, the greatest of those is love. And, and I think love is the transcendent force that will heal the universe. Yeah, and if you want to get closer to Christ, do the things that Christ said to do. Be obedient to Christ. That's what Jesus said to do. And that's in, in the Gospels largely. And then Paul Way to ruin Paul it. expands upon that. Um, Jesus wants you to love the hell out of people. Wow. He does. Which that's he, a t-shirt. It feels like a which, t-shirt. Which he does. <laughs> no, but seriously. He, he, get it, he does. It. Get it. He does, but, but that, like, if, if you're going to, like, if you want to know what love is, Jesus explains what love is. And so if you, if you, if you want to follow what love is, you got to read what Jesus said to do. And that's how you do love. You don't, you don't come up with love. From you read your own, what your Jesus own. says to do to love. You found a yeah. way to relitigate <laughs> you, Zach's wow. point. You, you, you found your way I think back I in. I had a beautiful, poignant moment. Zach, I love the bow you put on this conversation. No, and, you, you, and Scott made it work. No, Scott made off. it work. You, 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 I mean, made it you, into something worse, you have to I think work for. You, as, no, work for. You as an individual do not get to, get to decide what love is. Jesus decides what love is. So you go Is that and, different from what agape love is? I, I I don't know because you just use the word love and you don't define it. Okay, so, Scott, what is he it? Did say agape. What is agape he did love? say agape like no, twenty I, times I, though. I know, but but even then it's we like You can't even know what that means, Andy. No, no. He did you did no, quote I scripture say, like an idiot. Where did you get that? No, Zach? what I'm no what I'm saying is that you just made up I'm, your own scripture. What I'm saying is that Zach, you don't define what agape love is. Zachariah. And I'm saying Jesus defines what agape love is. And so we look Is that more important okay. than faith and hope? More important than what you are saying, yes. Scott, would you now tell Zach where he is wrong? I, I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm no, not, that's, I, no, I feel like he just that's did. It. I, I, that's it. Yeah, do, but he do doesn't you want actually to, say it. He just asks questions. Do you want me to respond? And, well, Jeff, do you no, want? No, I don't. Oh, you don't? Okay. Andy, okay, cool. I wish the dog was still here. <laughs> Andy, what are you consuming these days? So you could pet your hairless cat. Broke <laughs> it. She's barely got fur. I know. We could just make, we just make statements and then, hey, move on. Yeah, okay. Scott, you made your point. We just make questions and we add questions on top of questions. That's what this podcast does. No, just just and make statements and move on. Stack questions no, on questions. No, go ahead. Andy, what are you consuming? <laughs> I Pass, made an passively That's passive aggressive. <laughs> okay, fine. I don't care. That is go too. Ahead, well, Andy. Scott, can you put I just, don't let, No, no I'm, I, let's uh, move on. I'm uh, I'm saying uh, let's uh, not let's uh, move on. Go Andy, go. No, Scott. To honor you. To oh. use a word that I hate. Don't do it, Zach. <laughs> honor. I hate honor. honor. Give him 10 don't more honor. minutes. You Stop many, honoring me. Do you guys know how many times I've heard Christians use, like, I just don't feel honored right now, which means I, which like, I don't, I don't like I'm what not, you're saying. I'm not no, going to no, hold this up. against you. Shut up. 
I'm not saying you were saying that. <laughs> Shut up and let me honor you, that Zach. Was... Shut Fuck. up, Scott. Just <laughs> let me Shut up, Scott. Let me honor you. Shut up, Scott. You need to be honored. Honor, honored in some Christian circles it, is Zach, honestly a word that doesn't mean anything anymore because they just mean I don't like what you said. Now, to honor you, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> Which is my point. That's exactly my point. <laughs> Tie a bow. I said there's a hierarchy. Love. In the South, they say, bless your heart. <laughs> yes. <laughs> there's a hierarchy in the Bible. According to that passage, faith, uh-huh. hope, love, the greatest of these is love. Uh-huh. And you were, you had concerns with the way I phrase it. Can you put like a, 15 second bow on it and then we'll move on to the segment we like to call what are you consuming <laughs> so that you feel honored you can put your bow on it and I'll just leave it alone I appreciate that yeah so it's it's not the way you phrase it because I I definitely agree with that verse because I I agree with scripture um but I it's just it's just that the when when people use the word love so like so broadly then if we don't, if we don't allow scripture to define what love is, then love loses its meaning because then, yep. then love ends up being defined by individuals and not by scripture, what God has revealed to us. Okay. Fantastic. That's a bow. May it be so. Andy. All right, Andy, what are you consuming? What like, is love? It's like SNL. Exactly. <laughs> Scott got it. Scott can't. He can't what stop. is love? Scott is moving his hips in a way I've never oh, seen before. I'm gyrating. I've but. never seen that before. That's amazing. Forrest Gumping. Okay. I was consuming this weekend, uh, besides the Domino's and KFC yeah, in one night. Uh, I would forgive you if it was real pizza. Oh. Sorry, so you had Domino's. Sorry, oh, Brett. Good Lord. Um, I was consuming uh, changing the brakes on the car with your son, Jeff. Yes. Uh, so young Christian Pearson came over and as a dowry for dating my daughter, I forced him to <laughs> <laughs> one of many to come. I forced him to uh, help me change the brakes and rotors on my car. And, uh, and it was a lot of fun. And he was actually extremely helpful. It, it was a two man job. And I needed him. Good. Dude, and, you should force him to eat, dude. Have him mow your lawn, pick the weeds. Yeah. Just daughters aren't free. No, I should see how far this can go. Yeah. Jeff, how exactly. far do you think this can go? Now, I'm, my. There's some painting that it, needs to happen in the yeah. house. My firstborn is a very hard worker. He is. He is a uh, leader and he's got a lot of confidence in what he does. Uh, I mean, uh, I'm. Uh, that kid'll get anything done if you ask him. What was super fun is there's this one point where we're uh we're both looking at at the rotor and the screw is stuck in the rotor that we're trying to get off and I start to try to loosen it and I almost strip the screw and I'm looking at it and he's looking at it and we both realize oh shit this is if this thing is and we could both be screwed. And this is not <laughs> and this so, is not on your 1983 Toyota Celica. No, this is on the Porsche. And I'm like, oh gosh, how am I going to do this? You and, still have your Celica? Yeah, it's a, <laughs> it's doing good. It's on its last legs. <laughs> and and uh, and so he and I were like, how should we do this? And we kind of like come together. and We come with this idea. Like, we'll hit it with some WD40 first. We'll let that soak in there for a little while. 
And I'm like, what about some heat? He's like, yeah, yeah, let's get a heat gun. So we get a heat gun on it, heat it up. And sure enough, between those two, I was actually worried that I was going to catch the WD on fire. (laughs) uh, Mm. What's it called? WD-40. WD-40. Yeah, I I thought I was going to catch that on fire, but I didn't. And it got loose. And uh, the two of us. WD fire tea. WD fire tea. Fire tea. Fire tea. Uh, but that was fun. It was good. And uh, it would rain off and on, even though there was no rain in the forecast, which is why we fire. chose Sunday to do it. So we would we did one side, got it done, and then it starts dumping rain. I have to like, close everything up, move everything inside, wait for like an hour and a half, and then the rain stops. I'm like, all right. And I just go back out there, and I didn't say anything to him. And, and I wasn't really testing, but I was kind of testing. I was like, I'm curious. Not, I didn't care what he would do, but I was curious. I was like... I wonder if he's just going to come back out and join me. And he came back out and joined nice. me. Nice. Good yeah. man. It was a good, he responded the right way. Because he can only make out for so long. I didn't, I didn't even say anything. He was like, yeah, he came out. He was like, we didn't even, I didn't even ask. He didn't even say anything. He was like, all right, we're getting back into it. We're doing it. Yeah. It was good. It was good. Zach, what are you consuming? My 10 year old, he would have still been, he would have been inside on us. Oh, well, Making if we out took with 30, your daughter. We t- if we took what? 30 seconds, just give me the video games and I'll be out there in about three hours. Yeah, this game's over. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, I'm going to use, hopefully I haven't mentioned it. I know I've mentioned him before, but regardless if I mentioned it a week or two ago, reading uh, the Brian Zond Linton, A Linton Journey, hmm. Jesus Unvarnished. Uh, with the family and their little short chapters and Scott, believe it or not, you know, you got quibbles with Brian Zond. You got less quibbles with Brian Zond than you, you do with me because he's not a universalist, but I think you would like that book regardless. It's like, it's, it travels through Lent short chapters. There's a scripture reading and then a, um, and then his commentary and what it has done, we're sticking to it. Last year we tried it. We last like five days with the family and then like life gets in the way. Um, but this year we're saying nay to that. We are like. Say nay to brands on. I agree. We get behind a couple of days. <laughs> like, your you, horse, like your horses? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah kick, kick brands on out of here. <laughs> if you're a fan of this podcast, you run into brands on, just nay at them. Nay them. Yeah. Is this like an equestrian book? (laughs) (laughs) But it's a beautiful human journey through Jesus last week. And um, the fruit of it that it's bearing is that we are sticking to it. We get behind a day or two. We catch up as a family. And it just, it reminds me of, so our, our kids are good at school. But sometimes what that means is they get home. They go upstairs. They're working on stuff. They come down when dinner's ready. They go back upstairs and they come down. We say goodnight, rinse and repeat. And that has been, it's been unfortunate because it, it doesn't take long before it's like, we're not connecting in a way. The communication is bad. There's more strife. And it's because there's not the intentional family time. I'm not saying it has to be a Linton book by Brian Sond but the intentional family time where people are together, maybe it's forcing your kids to play a game with you, but you're interacting and rediscovering what it means to be like, Hey, we're on the same team. Let's have some fun. Let's learn something. Um, 
it's been great. It it's been a way that following Christ is like it, here it is like that that's a part of it. Like communicating with the family in a way it's been very special and uh just intentional time. That's, that's really cool. it. It's not Brian Zahn's book that happens to be the uh, avocado toast that I'm putting bacon on top of. Because really, I just want bacon. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I lost the analogy for a second, but I get it. No, I I get it. You can you can get rid of the avocado brands on it, and you'd still be fine. Good, no, Scott. Jeff, I, I think. Dude, hey, that's good, Scott. You would you would like you would like ninety five percent of that book. I promise you. It's just the five percent or it's out rotten it's tomatoes. Out. <laughs> and that's Jeff. Jeffrey. Or I can go. I can go if you want. Or go ahead. Just like making some phone calls right now. I don't know. Jeff, Jeff is having a stroke. Are you okay? <laughs> For the listener, he was off mic. What you didn't hear is he sent a message to his wife that said, We'll be home soon. Jeff's or Scott talked a lot. <laughs> How's that my fault? Well, you are I didn't Scott. say anything in the last five minutes. Oh, I love you. Uh, like, You're what? trying to correct what I'm consuming. Well, Go ahead. Bro. <laughs> Uh, consuming wrong. Um, I, well, Andy, I'm supposed to say that. My, oh, sorry. My wife and I, we're watching a, a television show that she just loves, and it's called You. It's uh, semi disturbing, oh. but uh, it's on Netflix, and it's not redeeming in any way. Um, but the fact that my wife's like, "Are you coming home soon so we can watch an episode?" I'm like, "That's redeeming." There you go. Yeah. You know, we're we're gonna be hanging out and uh, white women you know. in uh, murder docu series. <laughs> Those two go together like yep. avocado and bacon. Yep. And I started watching the stand. It's bacon on avocado. The stand. Uh, it says it's it's so it's a ten episode series and it's Stephen King, but it says it's based off the Stephen King uh, book. However, is it new? Um, it might be a case. So it said it came out in 2020 and it, it looks, I mean, oh, the first is... episode is like sponsored by Pfizer. You said that the stand it's called the same, right. It's a, it's like a post-apocalyptic, you know, that's like things have gone wrong, but it's 1978 is when the, the book was written, but the first episode plays like you're watching the pandemic and I'm like, Oh my God, come on. So once you got through that, then things got a whole lot better, but it has some odd like drop-ins from big actors and actresses. I'm like, well, this is weird. And they have like John Mayer. They have like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They have like they have like 15 minute spots, and then you Dave don't Chappelle. ever see him again. Um, so it's Tito Jackson. I don't know. It's a interesting, fun. Uh, you know, people are dying of a. The plague. Do you remember the 1980s version, the made-for-TV series, The Stand? No, I'm surprised. I think it was 94 because it's old and you're they, old. Yeah, there's a great sandwich a, shop. They, I, there was a 1994. It's called the Stand. <laughs> there's an 80s one. Really? There's an 80s one. Movie or series? TV made-for-TV okay. series. All right. Yeah, it was on this at the same time as that series B. Do you remember V? With the aliens. I saw the yeah. I, that, okay, I saw that was not the eighties. Yeah, that that's the eighties. No, it's not. Were it's any the of these written the by Christ? Original. V, uh, not V recall. for Vendetta. Remember, remember. 
It's V. Sorry, it's, <laughs> it's V aliens. I, I watched that. like way. That, that's like we're in the. That's the. That's not too long ago. But if I mean, Jesus that might not even didn't be out of the 2000s, they shouldn't have a relationship. Then there's another them. version of V that is in the 80s. Oh. I just did it to you twice. Boom. 1983. For what? Spanx. V. I was 11. 83 to 85. I didn't even yeah. watch TV. I know. V I was, for... I was less than 11. V for Virginia. Anyway, sorry. I didn't mean to anyway. litigate your point. Yeah, no, that's it. But the stand... That's uh, it. You, how deep are you into the stand, by the way? Uh, like three episodes. That book is like 1,100 pages long. Holy yeah. Man. Well, Stephen King has been, it's said that he has <laughs> diarrhea of the mouth, so I just can't stop. Did I say King? For I said King. Stephen King. Stephen King. Stephen King also is known for being loquaciously diuretic with his yeah. mouth. <laughs> It's the Asian. It's the, the part Asian, of the King, the King, King. dynasty. Oh Stephen King. <laughs> he took. A, he took a stand at the up. great King of Wall. King is Kong. He's the Stephen King. Is King is from the uh, King dynasty. Kong. King dynasty. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I'm not gonna do the voice. I'm not gonna do the voice. I'm not gonna do the voice. King is. King. Hey, Scott. hey, Scott! What the Scott? The, what the you? <laughs> Sorry. We'll you guys, you guys are sitting we'll down. Oh, I can't out. believe you guys. We'll that out. Hey, we'll that. That. Scott. Okay, Scott. What kind of love are you right. pushing on the get, world? Get close to the mic, though. Um. Okay, so the, so let's just go. Let's just go. Last two days. Can oh, I like it. Is that okay? Yeah, yeah, I like it. Okay, not just Shut okay. Up, it's Scott. great. So every day for the last two days, <laughs> I've gotten up early and then gone to work out and then either work out and do like reading devotions, dude, um, or reading devotions and then work out either way. The devotions are probably really shitty theology, but never mind. Go ahead, Scott. No, I, I mean, part of it was Brian's song. It's like Luke, Luke, <laughs> Luke nine, where it's like, Hey, the parable of the Samaritan uh, in the Good Samaritans, like, hey, who's? It's not. It's not about. It's not about. Don't let him distract you. Yeah. He distracted you. Which is, yeah, no, it's good. Don't it's let good. him distract it's good. you. In this case, it's good. I will allow it. What prompted this? Um, it's it's not about. Um, hey, my uh, th- these are my neighbors. It's like, hey, who can I be a na- who who can I be a neighbor to? That's the point of Luke nine, which is good because I think Zach would agree with that. Um. Blast of me of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> I love no. your Kitsumi has turned into a teachable moment. Um, <laughs> hey, if you're if you're, if you're opposed to that, Jeff, then f you. All right. Oh, oh wow! wow. Um, I'll uh, continue, Scott. Um, you just erased a day of okay. your two days. <laughs> but uh, no. So what? And what That's I, how it works. By, by f you, I mean friend you. Let's be friends. Um, that's B- in a sexual way. That's BF. Well, befriend you. Yeah, I mean, you have to define sexu- sexual. Right. So, okay. No, but uh, what? So what? What prompted that, Andy? Is just hanging out with uh, my other friends, and it's just like, just in our normal conversations, like, hey, how can we just be better? Just do better. Whatever goals we have. Nice. And we and we and we don't necessarily say it explicitly, like, hey. 
how can you how can you do better in your life is but yeah. it, that's but the just, direction but just in our and just in talking it's like yeah. hey these are this is what we want to do it's like okay cool and it's like so I, I internalize that and then all right yes yeah, so I start to do that and and then just say hey make a decision then because okay so this is the thing. As humans, we think in today's terms, typically, we don't think necessarily in tomorrow. Like, if I want to do this thing tomorrow, today, what do I need to do to do that thing tomorrow? We typically don't do that. But we need to because it's like, okay, if I want to, if I want to wake up early tomorrow, today, I've got to do certain things so I can go to bed. And this is What's the, the tomorrow you're working for? Like getting up, getting up at a, a reasonable hour. And no, the real tomorrow. What's the real tomorrow? He, that he's already for? made the coffee. The coffee is set. Not the act. Not the. Not the. Well, yeah. That, I mean, that's part of it. What's that, the metaphorical tomorrow? The, well, no, I'm I'm talking about the literal today and literal tomorrow. Like, as I'm thinking about what do I want to accomplish in life, which is the metaphorical tomorrow. Well, no. Well, that is the. That is the idealized tomorrow. And if I'm going to do that yeah. today, I need to do certain things so that I can do yeah, I get it. those things tomorrow that I want to accomplish. Because I'm saying today is kind of like, I'm not going to, I'm kind of not going to necessarily do those things today that I, that I want to accomplish tomorrow, but I need to set myself up today to accomplish those things tomorrow. Got it. But those things that you're trying to accomplish tomorrow, mm -hmm. like actual tomorrow, mm -hmm. is not your end game. No, the end game is like three months down the line or, or six months down the line. What is that? It's whatever I want to accomplish. It could be... I know. What is that? <laughs> Andy. Andy. It's whatever I want to accomplish, bro. The, the things that I want are the things that I want. And that's why I want them because right. they're, they're my about, things about, and uh, I can want them and you can't. Yeah. Okay. So it could be, it could be. But what is it? It could be uh, fitness. I want to, I want to, I want to be fit. I want to have a six pack. Let's, is, it, is it fitness? So, for, for me? Yeah. Okay. I know a tattoo guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's a whipsaw. That's the whipsaw we were waiting for. Oh, that's so good. I think you um, call back. But 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 no, that's an actual thing. It's like, yeah, like okay. like hey, you you want to be more in shape. You want to be more fit. It it's not it's it's not it's not today. Like you 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 can't just like magically okay. I know. I get it, dude. I'm just curious like is there do you have a deeper goal like a a defined goal that you're working for? Because those things, what you describe, are all good things. And what do you imagine? What do you what do you hope that looks like in three months? What do you hope that looks like in six months? Still doing the same thing, still getting the same results in a different place. What well, is no, the, well, no, what does six months Scott look like? <laughs> yes, yeah. So definitely would not be doing the same things because because I I you got to up the weight, bro. Yeah, because I'm I'm not where I where I want to be currently. So okay. uh, well, thanks for being on the podcast for all these years. We appreciate it, and we just <laughs> hope that you have a great life. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, no, but that, but that's but that's the thing, yeah. So, so even having that's a, the thing, even having a moder a modest goal of of losing weight and being it more fit, 
All right. Yeah, it starts. That starts. Doesn't start tomorrow. It starts today. But it sounded like you're consuming with your interaction with your friends. There's a little iron sharpening iron going on, which is an eternal biblical truth that I can stand behind. Even Uh, an eternal what truth? Biblical truth. What truth? It's in the Bible. It's in the where? It's in the biblical. It's in the where, 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 where would you get that? Scott, your biblical ego needs too much stroking. I already said it. So we should, I mean, it's kind of like an idea. Oh, like, yeah. So everything in the Bible is true. You're right, Scott. That's not, again, that's not what I said. And you know, and he's trying to put all, I just like all the buttons. fat fingered all the buttons. I didn't care what I hit. I just wanted to stop you what know, was happening right now. Red, you know, record Zach, scratch it. Even though Scott may have a thousand things that are not biblically true that he's doing, you found the one thing to encourage him on. And then he fought against it. Wait, wait, Jeff, what is that? <sighs> and then you bring up love and he's like, screw your love. Where do you find that in the Bible? That's uh, another way to express love. For Jeff, Scott, Zach, <laughs> I am Andy. <laughs> this is Bros Bibles and Beer. You can get a hold of us at all the socials at Bros Bibles Beer. And if you want to email us, brosbiblesbeer at gmail.com. Great. We are so excited if you do one thing and you do one thing only. After you heard this, if there's someone else you think that wants to listen to this, please just tap the share button on whatever podcast app you tend to use. Yep. And share it with one other person that you think might find this interesting. Unless their name is Peter Tubers, that guy already listens. And be like Peter Tubers. Give us a voicemail. Be like Peter. And and obviously, I protest what Jeff just said, but we'll deal with that in the next podcast. We can deal with that in the future. Scott's letting it go. Oh, that was the... No, I'm holding back. Shut up, Scott. I'm holding back, actually. Definition of not letting it go. You don't want me to let it go, do you? Who is God's children? Exactly. He's like, you smoking weed again? Who is God's children? Zach, thank you. Shut up, Zach. Jeff. Zach, thank you. <laughs> <laughs>